gentlemen, live with a virus spreading panic across the world. It's Who's Raven On? And we're not talking about the coronavirus, currently uh, the subject of international scrutiny. We're talking about <laughs> Praxius, an episode and villainous virus in this week's episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> I'm Natalie Bohensky, and joining me as always to dissect the Doctor's dastardly deeds... It's not really dastardly. That was probably a bit mean. But anyway, you know what I mean. It's Stuart Late. Hello, Natalie. Hello, everyone. Yes, I'm I'm currently uh, weird, scaly virus, plastic virus free. Although Good. apparently I am full of microplastics, um, something yes. I was vaguely aware of before this uh, episode very helpfully uh, informed me of that. So. Well, I knew I was because I, I was offered um, Tupperware wanted to purchase me. So that's how I knew <laughs> I was full of... I shouldn't reference Tupperware. I should have said, you know, another plastic storage company. Other plastic just... storage unit uh, systems are available. Yeah, that, that aren't, you know, multi-level marketing should put that yes. out there. Yes, exactly. Don't buy Tupperware. Just don't do it. Just don't get involved. <laughs> don't get involved in the scams. Is Tupperware is Tupperware the, the only example of a multi-level marketing scheme that actually just became a mainstream business? Because, like, there was, there was Tupperware. Like, like it's just a was thing the other now, one. right? Like, I, I guess, but like Avon's still like a thing. Like people will show up and try and sell you Avon. Not really. They're withdrawing out of Australia, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, they've withdrawn from Australia and New Zealand. But no, Tupperware. Yeah. I know what you mean. You mean that when you well, they have just sell a... in shops now. Yeah, they, they went from like having these weird like parties and and you know pushing them on people, and they would have the local level like sales representatives, and it was well, it was a, it was a, a pyramid scheme. But you just buy no, it in shops now. Stu, it's a multi-level marketing scheme. <laughs> of course. It's yes, I'm sorry. It's distinction. Yes. You know, a pyramid scheme <laughs> is when you're not selling a product. They're selling a product. So it's a multi-level marketing scheme. Sure. It's direct sales or network sales. It's mm. a very important difference. It's, it's important to remember that, that that multi-level marketing is shaped in a vague triangle. Yes. But that's yes. a triangle. That's not a mm. pyramid. Yes, very, very true. important distinction. Now, I'm in a Facebook group called um, Sounds Like MLM, but okay. And it's just, <laughs> it's just people sharing examples of when they've been hit up on Facebook by people they haven't seen since high school uh, who've just gone, I've got a great new business opportunity, and then telling stories about how I've got this sister who's fallen for every essential oils and makeup and uh, fitness things and diet plans and what's those ones, the isogenics, the all like protein shakes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly what you mean. All those ones. And it's 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 a group where people kind of laugh about people's, you know, horrible business manner because of the way that these these companies make you prey on your friends and family. Yes, that, that's um, that's their thing is that they they force you to weaponize your, yeah, your friends and family. That's right. And but it's also so sad as well because a lot of these people what they're told to do is post if if they ever get anything nice like I'm getting a coffee or I'm getting my nails done or I'm, you know, having a car wash or mm. is to is to credit it to the company they're working for even yeah. if it's got nothing to do, and and then they'll f show up a picture of their check, uh, or they'll get like, hey, just got my one hundred dollar check for last month's sales. This is allowing me to live my own life, and then it'll just be people commenting, going, <laughs> I have a regular nine to five job, um, and I have healthcare, and uh, <laughs> yes, exactly, you know, sick leave, and I don't have to make my friends hate me. <laughs> yeah, know? that's right. Um, 
And sure, sure, I might have to spend some time in the office, but also I, you know, don't don't alienate everyone else in my life. Yeah, and it's so they're so sad. Anyway, I don't know how this became anti. I think what you mean is Tupperware. People refer to Tupperware as like when you refer to a Hoover as a vacuum cleaner. It's sort of a brand sure, exactly. name yes. that's become a code or a band aid. Or a band aid, exactly. Not an Elastoplast, which is my preferred <laughs> brand. Um, because they make the fabric ones, and I like the fabric ones. Of course, yes, so they bit, do. That's very good. They're a bit good. stickier. They last a bit longer. I have yet to meet a Band-Aid stew or any kind of plastic bandage <laughs> device that is as waterproof as they say. They're like, these ones are waterproof. And you're like, no, that, one they simple never shower. Are. One That's simple it. shower, and it's off. <laughs> it just it, it leaps off your so body. So the fabric ones last that little bit longer than the plastic ones. And also now it seems that plastic is... I mean, they're probably still plastic in some way. Everything's plastic. That's the message of this episode, Stu. We are all plastic. <laughs> We're all plastic, but tellingly, we are not autons. We are all plastic Bertrand. Ah, ça, pour moi. Ah, ça, pour... I think that's what he's saying. I, I don't know. Apologies to any French listeners. <laughs> God, I'm rambling. Can I just tell you, Stu, it is, as we record this, mm-hmm. it's just gone 7.30 Perth time. I'm still in Perth for another couple yes. of days. Uh, shows are over. Thanks to anyone in Perth who came to see them. I know that, um, oh, I had lunch with Ilana, long-time listener, She Jedi on Twitter. Talks oh, to fantastic. Had lunch with her yesterday. She came and saw Puppies vs. Kittens. Uh, on Saturday night, which was great. And also Leanne, who's also a follower from the Game of Thrones days. She came on Friday night with friends, uh, which was fantastic. So caught up with those two. And I think um, Irene, who's another old Game of Thrones. I'm not sure if she listens to this podcast. I've had a few people who, you know, still with me, still with me as I attempt to repurpose my (laughs) career post Game of Thrones, Stu. Uh, But thanks to everyone who, who has come along to support the shows in Perth. And if you're in Brisbane... Actually, no, if you're in Adelaide first, <laughs> I'll be in Adelaide on the 14th, 15th and 16th. And then I feel like I'm a proper podcast now because, you know, all those podcasters with comedians who are going like, you can catch me at these dates. I'll be in this place at this time. But yes, I'll be in Adelaide from the 14th, 15th, 16th and uh, doing Love, Hate, Actually. And then in Brisbane at the Comedy Festival doing Speed, the movie, the play again, which is great. Um and no, but what I wanted to say, despite the rambling, is that it, we've had a bit of a heat wave these last couple of days. And today I was reading somewhere it got to the hottest Perth day in five years and it oh, reached wow. 43 degrees today. Yeah, that, that's insane. And but it's a dry heat, as Greg from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast keeps pointing out. It's a dry heat. And uh, as I said to you, Stu, earlier, I can't afford any moisture to be lost from my body at this point. <laughs> I am shriveling into a prune. Uh, but it is 7.40 p.m. Perth time as we record this, and I hit the microphone with my hands. It is 36 degrees still. Wow. Uh, it is not going to drop below 25 or 26, I think, tonight. And then Jesus. tomorrow we're due for 35 again. Oh, well, look, 35 compared to 43. That's, uh, that's reasonable. <laughs> hey, it's balmy. Exactly. But I it went... is it is a dry heat. I will just say it is a dry heat. Like we we were hitting um, overnight temps of I think like it, it wasn't dropping below th- sort of twenty eight degrees. Oh yuck. Uh, in Brisbane, and it was, and I think the dew point was something insane, like twenty eight degrees as well. Um, it it was it very. It cannot be that high. It Surely. can't be that. It can't possibly be that high. But it was Surely. it was. it's eight. So it was something it was something ridiculous, like a hundred percent humidity or something. Like yeah. it was it was it was extremely it was extremely everything. uncomfortable. Everything combined. Uh, 
and I, I think I, I don't know whether I would prefer to have like like the the really high heat with the low temp with the low humidity overnight as opposed to like the the high like tropical sort of subtropical weather that we get in Brisbane. Yeah, look, neither are a great option. Let's be honest mm. with ourselves; they're all <laughs> uncomfortable. But it's uh... not great. The, the, the planet is rapidly warming and we're going to have to deal with it. I went roller skating today and the roller skating rink <laughs> was, I, I did. Um, well, I caught no, up I, with, I, believe you. I know, I caught up with two girlfriends of mine from high school. Would you believe it? Uh, they, I, I've been friends with them on Facebook for years, but uh, Therese has lived in Perth now for a few years and Cherie, she and her partner and their two kids, uh, about mid last year, they packed up their life in Brisbane and decided to like caravan around Australia for a oh, year cool. or so. So the whole kind of just see Australia and, but they've decided to settle in, in Perth for six months or so. He's got a job apparently. So she's here with the kids for, the kids are in school for six months and then they'll finish here and continue on their journey basically around the bottom half of Australia. Oh, wow. cool. But uh, I haven't really seen them, I think, since maybe uni. So it's been quite a long time, Stu. I mean, at least two years. Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as we continue to lie to ourselves. Uh, so I, they came and saw the show, which was lovely. And I said, well, let's catch up again. And then Therese, who turns out is a sports nutritionist, and uh, she lectures at a university here. She's a did she employee. does she have like a series of uh, protein shakes she wants to get you in no, on? No, thankfully not. No, uh, okay. Thankfully not. She's a proper nutritionist. Uh, but she said, hey, we could go roller skating to catch up. And I went, oh, she's clearly joking. But she wasn't. And I went, all right, I'll give it a go. So I haven't been skating since I, I went to Stafford Skate Scene in Brisbane maybe four years ago. I took myself off one day just for something silly to do. <laughs> four, maybe five years. I don't know. It, I'm, I'm getting – no, I'm not getting old, Stu. It's just the years are blurring together. It's not my Sure. <laughs> And I had a great time skating, but obviously things, I thought, yeah, I'll be all right. I'll pick it up again. But I really took some time to get back into the swing of things uh, and had an initial stack, fell on my coccyx, which is always fun. And then just near the end of the session, like about two minutes left to go, and they had started trying to skate backwards, just, you know, because we were all in the same boat of just like plodding along and but they had been turning backwards and I could never skate backwards. That was the one thing I could never do as a kid was skate backwards. Sure, and obviously yeah. I've gotten clumsier as I've gotten older. So <laughs> all I did was like move my feet in one direction. Feet have slid out from under me, bang onto my coccyx again, and then whoomph down on my head. And my head is like bounced off the wooden floor. And thank goodness oh it was wooden. Oh my God. Thank goodness it was wooden and not a concrete floor like the skate rink where I grew up in Albany Creek. Albany <laughs> yes, with just some lino over the top. Skate away. Uh, it was a concrete floor, and yes, so that would have been a lot more painful. Thankfully, a very nice lady skating past went and got me an ice pack, and um, then I, they swapped me out for a few other ice packs. How's this for an inventive ice pack? A sponge. They get a sponge, soak it in water, throw it in the free, throw it in a plastic bag into the freezer, and then they're just now, like cheap, effective ice packs that do mold they, to your... Th they have them on hand at the skate rink, which yeah. suggests to me that they are needed. Yeah. Well, it's a skate rink, Stu. There were these two women who were obviously profesh or regulars who were fully knee pads, elbow pads, uh, wrist guards. Oh, they're, they're roller derby girls. Probably, yeah. Almost and certainly. I, probably practicing. And I just went, I should probably pad up if I'm going to continue to try to skate because I'm clumsy and my center of gravity is way further away from the ground <laughs> than it was 
uh, when I was in the queen of my skating heyday in the uh, <coughs> part of the 90s. So, <laughs> yes, so I thumped my head and it was very painful. And, um, of course, poor Therese and Cherie then felt so we're really like, oh, God, have we killed you? Oh, no. We... And Therese was like, this was my idea. I feel really bad. And I was like, no, I'm okay. I, I don't think I'm um, – like, it hurt, but I wasn't bleeding and I didn't feel – and another girl skating part by, again, probably another Derby girl was, or Derby girl, sorry, they go with Derby. was like, what's your name? What's the day? And what's the year? And I answered and she was like, oh, I think you're fine. <laughs> I went, yeah, I feel fine. I just feel sore, you know? Wow. Okay. Um, and and you're okay now? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, it's just, you know, I've got a bit of a tender head, Stu. Fair enough. Well, I mean, the, the fact that you've sustained a head injury today puts you on par with the companions in this episode who have seemed to have sustained a head injury that causes them to constantly ask, what's that, Doc? <laughs> and thank you for that segue to bring us back on track. <laughs> yes, well. But, well, can I just add, again, final sidebar, is when I caught up with Alana and I said, oh, yeah, we really ramble on. And she said, no, I love the podcast because I really feel like I'm catching up with friends. And you just talk oh, about okay. other things that you've been doing. And I went, well, that's sure. excellent. So at least one person <laughs> appreciates my random tangents. Our, our podcast of tangents. Maybe that's what we should call it. Rename it Random Tangents. Random Tangents. Random Tangents. Stu and Nat. It does, it, does, it does roll off the tongue very nicely. Mm, mm, it does. All right. We'll so workshop you, it. your main issue with this episode then was companions going... <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> well, I mean, like that—that's—that's that's one of my problems with this episode. Oh, you have uh, okay. So, just a general, in general recap, because obviously last week, holy shit, we're all excited, and I said to uh, Greg, "Hey, we should go home because we were seeing some shows." And I went, "Oh, I'm not probably not going to go to this late show now, so we should go home and watch Doctor Who." I can't remember the last time I said that. I know. I was like really excited. So was I. And it seemed fine, but it, it was wasn't... fine. I, I thought there'd be a bit more after last week, and they've only got. My expectations were sky high. Oh no! <laughs> and they, and look, you like, know, like the infected seabirds of Madagascar, they too <laughs> they, plummeted. They, they plum, plummeted dead to earth. Mm. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I, I, I think then. this this episode definitely suffered from having come after Fugitive of the Jadoon, which was. Like, one of the best episodes I think the show has done, uh, just in terms of everything it threw at the audience. This episode, it was fine. It was a very standard uh, Chibnall-era episode, so it had a lot of minor nitpicks, which we can get into a bit later, but overall, it was fine. It was solid. There, like there, there was nothing particularly remarkable about it, but there also wasn't anything particularly bad about it. I think uh, I liked the Tesla episode a lot more, but this is like back to that level. So, so we had the the Tesla episode, an incredible episode in Fugitive of the Jadoon, and then back to back to this one. Back to um, what was the name of this episode? God, <laughs> I suddenly went Praxius. blank. Praxius. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, Praxius. Um, so I think it was better than Orphan Fifty Five. It was so well. well Orphan Fifty Five is one of the worst episodes the show yeah. has ever done. It was yeah. uh, it was a mess from start to finish, and this wasn't that. And in fact, I, I, it's really fascinating because this does a lot of the same things that Orphan Fifty Five was trying to do, 
I think it does them a lot better. Yeah. But it's still, like, overall, you're coming off the high of Fugitive of the Jadoon, and then you do sink back down, because this episode does not address that episode at all. Yeah. Like, no no reference is made to, hey, Doctor, you've just had, like, a massive uh, shake-up of your entire, like, worldview. Like, you know, you've had a massive revelation about your own past. You must have, like, questions. No, 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 we're dealing with this thing now, this thing with the birds and the plastic. Well, they um, did say at the end of that episode, oh, there's three different things. I, yes, I assume exactly, that was yeah. tied to it. I I'm says, sure that, go for yeah, a look? Exactly. Uh, so, uh, look, I didn't mind it. I thought that, well, look, let's let's go through our list because I have yes. this high up in my list. So that might be our one minute challenge. We throw a minute on the clock. We write down everything that we can remember. Um and the first thing I wrote was the plastic disease with the cool special effect. That was really creepy. <laughs> the, the the way that the plastic... I was trying to remember what it yeah. reminded me of. Um, there's something... I can't... You know when you just have... There's some reference in the back of my brain rattling around. And look, I did suffer a head knock today, so that might be affecting it. Um, <laughs> it was quite creepy how it sort of like... It, it spread over their like their entire body and it looked and like it down was, their throat as well yeah, and stuff and like it that. It was and... like built into the skin. Yeah. You know, it was it was it was like um I guess it was kinda of like teeth coming out of Yeah, a little bit. Although you know? was it supposed to be it looked I, I it, it looked to me like bone, but then I guess yes. was it meant to be plastic. Yeah, it was meant to be plastic I think. But like okay. it it definitely had that look of teeth, bone, a sort of a, a consuming virus but instead of you know spots like measles or bumps or something it was mm. actual plastic kind of just reclaiming the the flesh and i thought that was really well done um the fact that they just exploded uh was convenient yes. it, it was I, always, very convenient. I, I always feel like it's it's a very much a buffy thing like when they i was gonna vampires. i was literally gonna say that yeah yeah, yeah. well how the you how know, the yeah. <laughs> Stab a vampire so nobody's ever confronted by the, you know, horror of... The mutilated um, dead body that she leaves in her wake. Yeah, yeah, it's just stab, explode <laughs> into dust, everything's fine, you have no yeah. responsibility, no cleanup required, which is one of the reasons why I like True Blood, because whenever a vampire died on True Blood, <laughs> it was just like a tsunami of it's, gore and ichor right. and people... Now, to just... be fair, that they also did explode, but it was a very different type of explosion. Yes, it was an explosion into, <laughs> as opposed to an explosion into dust and nothing, and it was explosion into gore and everything. And like yes. they would have episodes where people were like, "Oh, well, I finally finished cleaning up the living room." You know, it was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it meant something to kill a vampire. So, Absolutely. Um, so, so what? Um, so, so we we put a minute on the clock. We wrote down as much as yes, we could remember. Thank you for um, getting me back. I put uh, blogging girls. Yes. That was their like fun like Instagram. Uh, and I, I like that recurring joke of, oh, you must know who I am. And they're like, no. That was that um, was weird, though. That whole that, that character just struck me as very odd. It was like a very odd character. Yeah, it was fish out of water, and she kind of seemed to me like, it seemed like a British girl doing an, an American accent. Oh, I think that's different. I haven't checked, but I'm pretty sure that's exactly who that was, yeah. that, what that was. Um, so and, were... and not doing a very good one. So she came, she came like, I, I kept reading as if, it kept reading as if she was from like South America or something, but I think she was meant to be American. Yes, she was meant to be American. I yeah. I, I got that from her, but uh, yeah, she and her bestie are traveling around. Random now, now can I can I just quickly check? It was definitely her bestie and not like her girlfriend, right? Oh, uh, I don't know. Maybe 
Like, like probably because I mean they're 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 vlogging like their trips, but I guess I mean they could just be friends. Like, I'm sure I, it's fine. I ask that... because we have another prominent like homosexual couple, couple in this episode. Well, that's why I thought. Um, it. I don't mean this to sound horrible, but it's really funny sometimes because I would initially always read. Uh, uh, read that as like, oh, two girls blogging, traveling the world blogging is like two girls besties roaming or whatever it was. Sure. Um, but then they're like camping in a tent. But it's like, of course you'd camp in a tent together, yeah. friends or otherwise. And then I thought, oh, maybe they're girlfriends. Uh, and then and then it was realized that, oh, the, the policeman and the astronaut were married. Mm. And I went, is that too much? I don't, <laughs> this, that sounds awful. <laughs> is that too much? Like, is that would that be a deliberate thing to go? Oh, there's two different gay couples at two different parts of the world, and they're um, so I I read from that there was no like she didn't seem to have any emotional connection beyond oh my god my friend's dead. Well, and and, and then she moved that, on that's quite quickly. It. She moved on immediately, and she seemed to kind of be like oh Ryan's interesting like I don't know so yeah I got the vibe that they were yeah. besties girlfriends traveling the world you know like girlfriends but not girlfriends. Um, whereas I, I really, I struggled a bit with the other relationship because I was like, what person doesn't go to the launch of their astronaut husband's launch? Like, that's just weird. Well, somewhat someone who's emotionally distant, I guess. Yeah, but he Um, said, I don't like foreign travel and I don't like commitment. She, at one point he says that to the doctor. He's like, I'm not good at commitment. It's like, but you're married. Like, that's a commitment. (laughs) Yes, but but he's estranged from his husband, so I mean he's obviously oh, not very good at it. <laughs> right. Actually, I, I mean, like, I, th- like, you I know, think obviously... that was I think that was a writing issue that would have been present, gay or straight couple. Yes, that exactly. Wasn't, yeah. That wasn't the that wasn't my my point going there. It no, was just right, like yeah. oh okay so, it, it just that uh, but I'll get to that I'll get I'll get to that. Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> I did also write down in Madagascar we had Suki who turned out to be oh spoilers um the bad guy not quite sure what alien race or something uh and her companion who i think was called gonna die um <laughs> because seriously the doctor's like can we use your lab and she's like yeah sure i'm very well equipped <laughs> and he goes well i'll just stay out here and watch these increasingly mad birds Yes, I'll, circle I'll the sky in a terrifying fashion. Absolutely, I'll, I'll look at this weird cloud of poorly animated birds, like circling in strange patterns, uh, a, and, a distance from the house that we're that like the hut. Yeah, that you why are not in. just stand out the front door yeah, so just, you just, can open the door and go, "Hey guys, look at this." Yeah, that's right. You know, it's like not don't like you... don't stand like a distance away. That would require you to run in like soft sand. Like away from like the the birds that are going to attack you, for God's sake! Like just yeah. one of those silly things that just you and, know and, obviously it has to happen, but you know. And the way they introduced that sort of moment, they wanted to obviously have the big reveal that all the birds were going nuts, but they started with one bird sitting on a some sort of clothesline or something, and it's like looking sickly and going, Bleh, and they're like ah, and they're quite a way away from it, going oh yes, that bird is clearly infected, clearly sick. Uh, it's probably going to spread. And then he goes, it looks like it has spread, Doctor. And they turn around. And there's this mat. Like, you would you would walk up to that beach, and the first thing you would notice yes, is the mad cloud of insane magpies <laughs> and crows and ravens <laughs> and whatever just going ape shit 
in the sky. You wouldn't oh, notice boy. the one little bird sitting there going, Bleh. like, yeah. it's just, it was weird. And it's purely for our benefit, and another which, thing, which is bad. Another thing, what the hell was going on with the garbage pit in um, Peru? Like, I well, thought I mean, that would well, have something hindsight, to that, do that's with just, it. Well, in hindsight, that's just uh, an environmental message. Well, like, it's just... Yeah, it meant you know, nothing. Like, they're like, oh, you know, this is meant to be one of the most, like, beautiful rivers in the world. Oh, look, it's yeah. full of garbage. And you're like, oh, is that, like, like you know, that that's some that's part of, like, someone's evil plan, right? Yeah. No, no, it's just it's just in there as, like... And, and they say, when there's no way we're camping here tonight, and then it cuts to the interior of the tent, mm. and the whole joke is, aha, they ended up there, but they missed the joke because they cut to the interior of the tent, Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's, like yeah, that joke. Right. Is, yes. There's no way we're camping here tonight, and them sitting in a fire surrounded by shit. Like, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. that joke is. They cut to totally. the inside of the tent. And you're like, ah, oh, well, they've moved on. And then she gets out of the tent, and it's like, no, they're in the middle of the garbage pit. But they just, yeah, they, it wouldn't be a garbage pit everywhere. Who camps on actual garbage? Yeah. No, I know. They, they, they walked they, in down. Why would they stay road. there? Sorry, I'm knocking shit over all on Greg's desk because I'm. No, no. <laughs> they, they, they walked in. Down a path, they got dropped off by a cab or something. They had no supplies with them. I think maybe a backpack. Their phones well, that, they were they each like they each had like a backpack of stuff with them. Yeah, okay. So they rigged their tent on garbage. Like, why didn't they just? But you, walk you're right, back exactly. Yeah, there's in... no reason for them to still be there. They would they, have left. They, they would have, have gone. Left. Oh, this look, this is shit. We can't like film here. We'll just move on. Because it would stink as well. Yeah, it, it looked like it looked foul. It looked like it was bad. And so then they're like, oh, well, there are birds, there are dead birds around. But, yeah, yeah let's just stay here for the blog. Didn't make any sense. <laughs> they, did it, then, they did it for the gram. And then, they did it for the gram. I know. People do stupid things for the gram. Sorry, I just need to point out one more thing about that whole Peru plot line. So <laughs> Ryan turns up going, don't touch the birds. There's something wrong with the birds. I don't know what it is. I'm trying to master Ryan's accent. I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, they've all got that. Clearly, they've all got that Sheffield accent, but it's all like a variation. They've all got their own variation on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're dying clearly. And then she's like, "Oh, my friend's not here." Uh, and re- this is why I'm like, if if they were girlfriends, like actual girlfriends, it's like the worst girlfriend ever. Because she's like, "Jamila, Jamila," and she seems concerned. And then Ryan turns up, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I can't find my friend." And he's like, "Did you try your phone?" She's like, "Of course I did. I got onto Reddit to look up." if there had been any emergency call-outs near here. <laughs> yeah. And look, I don't go onto Reddit a lot. Maybe that's what Reddit does do. But how does she find out, oh, yeah, there was an emergency pickup here last night or this morning? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, what, would that, what is that? I thought that, that must like, have been suspicious because someone's obviously found her and pulled her, and maybe that's maybe it was And also, the, wasn't if, there... If it was just an actual hospital, yeah. actual ambulance, wouldn't they go... Let's see if there was someone with her. Would, like, why would you just pick her up and not check yeah. for anyone else? First of all, yes. she slept through a bird attack, but okay, that's by the by. But then she doesn't... Well, but also, who who picked her up? Like, Who picked her up? She ended up in a hospital on a bench in the morgue, but she wasn't with actually... With no one else around. No like, one else I, around I, yet, so I we supposed to believe... I thought that was like believe... a facility run by those gas mask guys, but then... Yeah. Like, I guess it was a hospital because but she's like, in quarantine. So did she survive because she was in quarantine, or she, so she infected everyone else as she exactly. went through? Exactly. And so this is what I'm saying. Like this is the problem with with this era of Doctor Who, where you just 
like there's like in in the moment you kind of go with it because they're they're it's fast paced and and you you're sort of following along you're like okay I'll give it the benefit of the doubt but it's really sloppy it's just sloppy writing like there's there's all sorts of ways to figure out elegantly how to get around these problems there was but, no need for them to go to that hospital no it seems no they could have just been there they could have just, they could, they could they have, have found, found her yeah exactly they could have found her already infected She's got the weird eyes, and then she explodes. Like, that would have been enough. Why did they have to go to the hospital? It doesn't make any sense. It's a useless detour. And everyone seems to have died from that disease in a different way, which, okay, fair enough. Maybe it affects people at a different rate. But, like, the astronaut dude was, like, really took a really long time. But the guy who survived the submarine being nicked Mm. and or the submarine disappearing and, like, was face down in the water... But also, where did he come from? Did he come from the submarine? That's he at the bottom the of the ocean. Apparently, that's at the bottom of the ocean. Saying, How oh, does that kept, work? Like he, he recovered enough to deliver some perfect exposition. Yes, yes. The oh, there's so much exposition raise, in this episode. The captain tried to raise the ship, but it was too late and something. So I guess he got in a torpedo tube and just fired himself out. <laughs> but he didn't drown. He was unconscious in the water. Didn't drown. Yeah. And then succumbs conveniently within about three minutes to the praxis. Yes, exactly. And explode, it... so we never have to worry about him again. Yeah. And also, with the blogging girl, <laughs> did that not raise anybody's attention that she'd, like, disappeared from... Well, exactly, because they kept they kept saying about how many how many millions of followers they had and how she was, like, famous. Well, first of all, why wasn't she blogging the whole thing? Yes. Right? She's still I got thought... her equipment with her. Yeah, she would thought... obviously be making posts. And the doctor going, you can't put this out there you can't stop it you know and getting ryan going hey stop it she was just like but then at the end like it turns out that she's like a highly influential blogger she can like turn people onto the idea of maybe not using so much plastic you know is that what it was no 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 that's not what the episode did that's me doing the heavy lifting the episode should have been doing i see because i was like i didn't pick that up from the episode but yeah no not at all but that's something but but they put like a blogger in this episode and then they don't have her say Oh well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that you know people know about this. Yeah, and look, maybe this was made or written before Greta Thunberg became a big thing, because um, she only really started getting famous about a year ago. No, sure, but I mean, you put you put a blogger in this, yeah. like a vlogger, going, you know, you know what? We've been making a lot of money just being selfish traveling, but I'm gonna put this platform yeah. to good use. Yeah, exactly. It's just an idea that goes nowhere when you actually could have a really cool story thing to do with it. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I didn't think they needed to go to the wacky hospital where no, no one was, just to have a death. No, and then, it, was a pointless, I, it was a pointless scene that could have been done exactly the same where they were. Yeah, what I did like was the way the doctor kind of turned up everywhere the companions were. You know, all of a sudden yes, they're just talking yeah, and then she yeah. goes, ha, huh, I've been looking at this, but why did this happen? But why? So she's just sort of magicked and nobody's noticed the TARDIS arrive or something yeah exactly and and the thing is like in this episode i i do like that the the doctor is acting all doctory which is very good i, I like when they actually give jodie whittaker stuff to do i like the cat line there was a, yes there's a, there's a talking yeah, there's cat a talking in ontario cat. but i've ruled him out for now <laughs> for now <laughs> yeah. and then later she called yeah. back saying something about she spent too much time on the talking cat yeah um, a lot of that stuff a lot of that stuff's fun i like that jump, i like yeah. that but but it's almost too much. Like, like we've been waiting for so long for a lot of this stuff, and now they just all the manic doctor, like, like manic doctor, manic doctor, manic doctor. 
Um, and she never stopped all episode. And Jodie Jody Whittaker is doing so much heavy lifting in this episode in terms of just raw exposition, like just telling people what stuff is, how how it works, how it all ties together, like way more than the Doctor should be doing on a, on a in a regular episode. It just was so apparent. They were like, okay, we've got a lot of stuff to explain here. The Doctor is the only one who would know, so let's just have her say it out loud. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I, I just realised I interrupted my own list. Um... <laughs> Sorry, yes. So yes, after the... Madagascar Suki and her companion Gunna Die, was the Gunna most... Die, very nice, awesome. It was the most Gunna Die red shirt, like anyway. I didn't pick her as the villain until it became slightly obvious that she was a bit too good at everything. No, yeah, and I um, yeah that that was quite quite well done, I think. But Maybe? who was he? Was he also part of? She was the last one. I was going series. to ask that. I have that as part of my list. Was he an alien? I don't think so, because the doc. She said, "I'm the so last who of was my he? crew." I guess just someone she, she employed there? to help her run the lab. But then weren't they both, like, scientists? I thought they were both scientists. I thought they were also both I also thought they were both scientists. Like, and then, but, I guess they never say that on screen, but it's like that's the impression that we're given, and then it's like, no, I, maybe. And so was he part of the crew? I, I, was he just the guy she paid to keep the lab clean while she worked? Yeah, maybe. And also, like, she ran late. Like, that's that's quite a human trait to be like, oh, I'm, uh, yeah. one day I'll get here before you. And he's like, I just like my job. And, like, that that was a very deliberate humanizing move. But then she turned out not to be human. She was another race or another alien species. Well, exactly, yeah. But it was never said what she was, or did I miss that? No. Oh, well, what, 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 what species she was. Yeah. No, they, they're doing that thing that they did a lot towards the end of the Moffat era and all through Chibnall's era where alien races look exactly like humans. Oh, is that like the pregnant man? Yeah, 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 that exactly. That was last season, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, was, that was last season in um, yeah. uh, the, the medical ship episode. But, like, yeah. the, the alien races just look exactly like humans. And I know that, like, Time Lords do, but, like, they, they kind of hand wave that away, but... Man, that's that's lazy. That is so lazy. Like just, yep they they look human. They look exactly like humans. Yeah. Um, yep. So, sure. So the other things I wrote just to finish my list to get onto yours is the Hong Kong astronaut. Sorry, the British astronaut Adam Lang, which I thought was an interesting name because Adam Lang's like in Australia. There's a yes. real life Adam Lang who's a big radio dude. Yeah, yeah. I was I, I was thinking the exact same he's thing. Like head of. Well, not Macquarie now. Not anymore. Nine radio. Not, not anymore. anymore. Yeah. So that made me laugh because he's like <laughs> biggest big name in Australian radio is Adam Lang, and I was like, "Hey, conquering new demographics in space now." <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got the uh, top fifty of uh, space. Shout out to everyone out in the Kuiper Belt. Uh, this one's for you. It's Fonzie. <laughs> you're the you're Uranus. Try and understand it. No, I'm. <laughs> I'm trying to do radio-based uh, space puns and uh, – no, space-based radio puns, I should say. Yes. And Greg from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast, which is a podcast about science and Greg is an astrophysicist, uh, is looking at me very strangely. <laughs> so clearly I'm not hitting the right notes space-wise. But 
But uh, yeah, come back after this break and we'll be giving away icy cold cans of Coke and uh, new nappies for the uh, spacesuits. So. <laughs> anyway, I wrote down the astronaut and the police husband had a weird relationship of sorts. So the policeman... Yes, the policeman was not a policeman. He was on a sabbatical, a.k.a. he'd been sacked or was told to go on stress leave or he something. He seemed like a... Bit of an asshole. He seemed like I'm, an asshole. Like a like, like a real big asshole. Like yeah. He like tackled some kid and like it wasn't yeah. even. He was just jumpy or something. He was just like, jumpy. Ah. And it wasn't like and, and you're thinking oh well you know he's like obviously maybe he had to like shoot someone and he's gone on stress leave or you know like he's just really twitchy had some traumatic experience. No no he's just a bit of a loose cannon. He's been put on administrative leave. It's like yeah. that's that's not a fun person to be around. So... Like, a weird cop that gets put on suspension. Yeah. Not cool. And and so he meets Yaz and Graham. No. Yeah, Graham. And... Uh, yeah, yeah. They're looking... And they don't know who Adam Lang is, uh, despite, obviously, reeling in some excellent sales leads in quarter three. <laughs> uh, and... Cume time. And... Yeah, cume time is great. And really hammering... Uh, hammering the ABC in the all-important breakfast slot. Um, <laughs> Dude, these are just jokes for you and me. These are just right? jokes for you and me, and maybe Spencer House, and if he listens. <laughs> if he's listening. And I don't know if he listens, but I'll make a note of the time that these jokes were on. I don't have a, I don't have a waveform in front of me, so I have no idea when this is happening, but I will work out the time of these radio jokes. <laughs> and I will tell Spencer House and specifically to listen, because he will enjoy them. Do we know anyone else who works in radio still? <laughs> they've <laughs> no, all been sacked all, um... <laughs> because there's no industry left. That's right. Um, and they all complain on Facebook. I joined a radio uh, <laughs> group on Facebook. Oh, which and, one? Uh, I, I probably shouldn't say. No, that's um, not. Yeah, actually, that's a good idea. We'll, just, we'll talk off mic. But <laughs> there's a lot of people who like to have a whinge. Do you remember? Oh, there, there is. Do you yes, remember Tim is. Webster, who used to host yes, Sports um, Tonight yeah, on? Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, he's an Australian broadcaster. Oh, the, the, and... I think I'm a member of the same group. Okay. Uh, because, he loves yeah. to get on there and have a rant. He sure does. He, he does like to... About call, like, the young about people. About young presenters and, in particular. And like, their he pronunciation. Really is a fan and... of pronunciations and, and grammar. Yeah. And story choices. Yeah. And it's like, good on you, Tim. Yeah. Good on you. So... I mean, I guess it's somewhat gratifying that despite everything, uh, you know, you, you still become a bit old and a bit angry at everything, even if you've had a very successful career. I don't know. Well, yeah, well, that's right. You know, I mean, you know, any, anyway, we're, we're very far afield. We are um, far afield. But yes, Adam of, but... Lang uh, <laughs> is an astronaut. He's a British astronaut. His, his shuttle re-enters the atmosphere burns up and it's headline news that this astronaut has gone missing headline news i guess they they teleported him out of there like in hindsight in his astronaut uniform Mm. to hong kong was that the closest big city yep i mean i suppose why madagascar why peru but i suppose they were just choosing three locations but he texts his husband somehow from another phone oh yeah that that makes no sense that, it makes that, no that's sense. A, that's an absolute plot hole. Like, because how Stu, could he possibly have texted? Can I ask you, how many mobile phone numbers do you know off by heart? <laughs> well, 
Well, actually, having said that, I do know my wife's off by heart. Okay, okay, that's so fair. If, if for whatever reason I found myself with access to a mobile phone, I could, you text, could text her, my wife. Okay, in so a, in a pinch. All right, so that's fair. We probably know our sure. you know partner but, I mean, but, or maybe but, parent or child, but I like I don't know my dad, my mum, or my brother's mobile numbers off by heart. I could give it like, a go. That aside, where would he have gotten... Where's he getting a phone? Where'd he get and the phone from? He... Did he have his mobile? Was he blogging That's in right. space? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look, One guy I know roaming? social media addiction is a real thing, but that's taking it a bit far. And do they fly astronauts back from the International Space Station by themselves? Don't they normally go in groups? They, I like... think they, they go in groups, yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I mean, sure, and... like, you know, like... Uh, the the. Doctor Who and, and science fiction in general will play fast and loose with that sort of thing. That that's I'm, fine. Like, like if he's I'm if he's by himself in a capsule, whatever, whatever. It's it's all good. But like, how did he get out? Where did the text come from? Who sent the text? Did he send the text? How? If it wasn't him, was it the alien people? Why would they send a text? It makes no sense. Like like none. It makes absolutely yeah. no sense. It's it's an excuse to, to get, get his husband. husband to Hong and he Kong. puts the drop. How he sends him a locator, like a locator dropper. Yes, exactly. Like, well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He gives him a, a thing, but then he's like, he's passed out. Like it's, it's such a plot hole. Like it is, it is. It was again, gapingly sloppy writing. And it just sloppy made me go, writing. how did he? And then eventually, when they sort of realize, oh, it's my husband, because they kind of don't immediately. He's just going looking for this missing astronaut because nobody else is. I'm like. That's bullshit. There would be a massive international effort to find well, him. Well, I think I think they're they're looking in the ocean where the pod like fell down, whereas because he's got that's this weird text. Logical. Exactly. Yes. But then they're, he tells he has exactly a grey, and they... nobody else is looking for him. <laughs> that's right. I know. Well, I mean, to be fair, he is a dickhead. So <laughs> you know, like he is he is a dickhead. <laughs> And never stops being a dickhead <laughs> throughout the episode and into the finale. Like, like I mean, sorry, he really Greg, never stops being a dickhead. Like, Greg, Greg just came up. He wouldn't have heard you saying that. I was just saying, I was asking why the husband is doing all this weird stuff, the cop. And then she just goes, remember, he's a dickhead. <laughs> but they were looking they for were. him. They were. You saw them yeah. on the news and you saw divers going into the ocean and there was an international effort to find him. They thought he'd crashed into the sea. Yeah, which is logical. That makes sense. And, yeah. and so he turned up in a weird place in Hong Kong. Cause I think and I don't know why, but the aliens took him to Hong Kong. I don't know why, but they no. They came yeah. Well, they were obviously big supporters of the protest there currently, so yes. they really wanted to get him involved <laughs> so in that. Yes, they they, they they were looking for a corpse in the ocean, and they would therefore they weren't looking for a man in a in a suit in a in Hong Kong. And 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 uh, therefore, and like Sergeant up, Dickhead you know. says that. <laughs> No one's looking for him when, of course, they are. It's they just are that, looking. You know, they're just looking in the logical place. They're looking place. in the wrong place, you know. But, but yeah, like, who sent the tell? Like, I mean, you know, we'll never get an answer to that because there, there is none. Like, yeah, there's no satisfying answer to that. They don't give you that answer. It's no. like, oh, well. And then the thing at the end where they, like, again, not to skip forward too much, but they're signing off at the end going, don't worry, Doctor, we've got the planet from here. Oh, I hated that so and much. And it's like. Like, bugger off you just you're, you're a dickhead an old crap astronaut here like crap astronaut and a, a dickhead a crap astronaut and a vlogger like it's like i'm sorry can like, i just I tell don't... you though uh Stu, that is a great breakfast uh breakfast team combination <laughs> dickhead, dickhead crap astronaut and a vlogger, and a vlogger. 
Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be great to quarter five. <laughs> They'll take on Colin Jackie O. <laughs> Sign him up. Sign him up. Six month get out clause though, in case they <laughs> screw up. <laughs> oh, it's very inside baseball tonight, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm really enjoying these radio. Yeah, moments. this is good. This is because good. Let's face it, people who manage radio stations are very, very, uh, what would you call it? Like, insular? Pragmatic. Like, they're, <laughs> you know, they don't. Risk averse? Risk averse, but also, like, ratings obsessed, even though yes. the ratings is the easiest. Um, I Should I confess this? It's probably been 10 years. I once got the rating survey book in Brisbane. Oh, God, yes. And yeah, yeah. I filled it in. For our rival station at the time. Oh my god! <laughs> because I was like really crapped off at management at the time. Yeah. They didn't yeah, know yeah. that I got a survey book. I didn't tell them, mm-hmm. but I just went, okay, this time slot, this is what I was listening to, and I didn't put in any other stations or try and vary it up. I just went, nah, tick, 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 tick. But literally, you can get that thing, and you get you're supposed to fill it in in 15 minute blocks yeah. or half hour blocks or something. I did it at the end of the month and went, yep, done, 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 Well, I was going it's to say, the like... the most dodgy system, oh, but it, it's, it's so the bad. only system and, and they it, have. It exists to this day. Like, what people don't understand is that they, they calculate radio ratings in Australia by sending people a physical paper booklet that they then have to fill out. Yeah, because I asked the guy from the media company or Nielsen or whoever it mm. was when he rang my doorbell and said, Oh, I would like it. We uh, wanted to know if you'd be, like to be involved in the radio ratings. And I went, I actually work for a radio station. So I'm not sure if that would be, um, if that would be, you know, kosher. And he went, no, that's fine. And I went, all right, then <laughs> take this management. <laughs> it was a little Christ. personal bit of rebellion. Yeah. That I did at the yeah. time. And look, it's 10 years ago. What are they going to do? <laughs> But yes, uh, so so the astronaut, so new breakfast team, dickhead, crapstro, and the vlogger. <laughs> like he hasn't phoned in to go, hey everyone, I'm safe. My husband found me. It's cool. He made a big uh, heroic gesture. The one thing I did write down on my thing as I finish off my list, Stu, is that yes. I'm really glad. I'm really flipping glad that the doctor used the TARDIS to save the dickhead. Even yes, though well, he was well. a dickhead, I was like, you can't kill him off now. Because I knew that he was going to have to pilot the thing out of there. Like, I knew that yeah. she's like, I've said it to autopilot. It's like, well, that's clearly not going to work to get the plastic, spread the virus antidote or something. It was a bit James Bond there, you know, in Goldfinger, when they're trying yes. to spray the, they spray all the soldiers <laughs> with, with Zyklon B or something. And, of course, they don't because James Bond slept with pussy galore, a notorious lesbian, converted her to robust heterosexuality and got her yes, to did. swap remember, out. Remember, that's the good Bond film. That, that's like the, the, the classic. Yeah. <laughs> that, I'm sorry. The character of James Bond is supposed to be so magnetic that not even the most lesbian of lesbians could resist him. I don't mean that to sound politically that incorrect. Out. That checks out. I'm just saying that that is like... In, in the same way that Helen of Troy is supposed to be so beautiful and magnetic that the gayest man alive would sleep with the Elton John would sleep with Helen of Troy and be damn happy he did so. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's a spectrum. It's a fluid spectrum, sexuality. Absolutely. And there's going to be times that you're going to go, you know what? I'm in for a penny. <laughs> and quite frankly, in penny. for a pound. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that's Natalie signing off for breakfast here <laughs> at uh, Who's Raven on FM. Uh, I, I like the radio. Maybe we should get back into doing radio style shows as like big over the well, top. I mean, theoretically, that's what this is, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we don't have as many throwing to songs. We need to throw that's more true. to songs. Yes, we should throw Even to more if songs. If we don't play the songs, we can just throw to them. <laughs> uh, coming up next, it's Duran Duran with The Reflex. <laughs> <laughs> so obscure. Uh, but yes, I'm really glad that the doctor remembered that the TARDIS can be in time and space and he doesn't ha- she doesn't have to sit by and watch another person just die. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm and, so and... Pa- I think maybe this head knock has made me all weirdly vibrant because I, I thought with the heat and the head knock I'd be really like blur tonight, but I've gotten fired up. No, you're fired up. You're fired up over a, an episode that rightly we're, we're picking apart because the more I the more we talk about it, the more I realize this 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 episode was trash. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I mean, it was good. I had a good time watching it. I should should stress, it's not a bad episode. It's fun. It's it's, nice. But but it's so many holes, so many plot holes. It's just a symptom of this era of the show. But I've been less... I feel like I somehow picked up on more of these plot holes and stuff this episode. So rather than listening to you and going, oh, yeah, that's right. That was never explained. I feel like I'm doing that this episode. But that's, that's sort of the end of my list, apart from the whole, you know, this message is written and approved by Greta Thunberg aspect to it no shade on Greta no shade on Greta but there was a bit like hey everyone stop dumping shit in the ocean how dare you that's true let's not do that (laughs) but it's it's a weird thing isn't it and maybe maybe other people respond differently maybe it's just sort of that Australian culture of like you're telling me what now what are you saying (laughs) like the tall poppy kind of thing maybe a bit where you're like What's your problem? Why are you telling me to do this? I, I I never know quite exactly how much is just that Australian sort of nature to go. Don't tell me what to do. If I want to yeah, go. maybe. Although you know, we should probably get over ourselves a little bit as well. Oh, of so. course, of course. It's a it's a terrible problem with our national identity and cultural yes. kind of standing. Uh, and that's why I'm saying sometimes it's like, is it patronising or am I just being a sea bomb? That's the decision. <laughs> Let's get to your list, Stu. Well, yes, exactly. I'm so yeah, well, sorry. Just, 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 I to just, fi- keep just to touch on on that final point. Um, uh, so yeah, the, the Doctor did save Dickhead, um, which was good, <laughs> uh, and she should have been doing a lot more of that throughout her entire like run on the show. But it was actually like noteworthy because uh, fans have pointed out that it uh, very definitively uh, subverted the whole bury your gaze trope. I don't know. I don't know whether you're aware of this. It's a, it's an extremely online thing, but it is no, you know kind not. of noteworthy. What? So, Explain something. Uh, it, it's called the bury your gaze trope, right? And hang on, and, are we talking about gays, gaze G A Z E or G A Y? No, 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 G A Y S. Bury um, the gaze. Homosexuals. Um, so in in popular culture, there there is almost always like like the the queer coded character if they are. Overtly or you know subvertly coded as gay, they will very often die, um, especially if they're in a relationship. Um, one of the one or both of the people in that relationship will die tragically. It happens a lot. Once it's pointed out, you realize it happens a lot. It does, but it also happens in straight relationships. But it, it tends does. To be well, the woman. yes, but it, it tends how to else happen. Do men, how else are men supposed to get inspired to go fight crime or some shit? Well, well exactly. Yes. Yeah, so, lose uh, their wife in whole, tragic circumstances. That's a whole separate. That's a whole separate like issue. 
but but yes like so and you know it's something that that crops up a lot in media and it's been rightly pointed out that this episode goes out of its way to subvert that which is fine it's okay. good that's good. good it's a point for the episode having said that you like, wanted him to die my, my personal opinion <laughs> he maybe should have died but i mean we're never like, going like, to see him again hopefully so I did like, well, the thing is, like, I did like, though, I did like, ultimately, like, like, it felt like he should have died, but the Doctor should have saved him, which she did, and I don't know why I'm saying it like that. It's just like, it's like the show knows what it's doing, and it's like, looking at you going, huh? Huh? We subverted it, like, we subverted the trope. Look at what we did. You know, it's like, oh, boy. I just really... Um, it, it was pointed out. I was having a discussion with uh, your friend and mine, uh, Nick, who I won't, oh, <laughs> I won't, I won't name. He's been on the podcast before, but I won't, Yay, I won't name him again. Because I want to do. You might remember but, Nick from the Jefferson Starfish episode. From the Jefferson Starfish episode. One of the episode. fine voice actors. Absolutely. Nick but, um, W on Twitter, I think. Nick W on Twitter, yeah. Um, so he, we were talking about this episode today, and he was saying that, um, you know, it was like that they they didn't have the goodbye speech. If that makes sense, like 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 the like, Crapstro and the dickhead didn't have <laughs> didn't have the the goodbye speech that you expect to have when one of them but is going to die. He, he do you did, know what I mean? Yeah, but he did say like, "Don't do this. You can't do this." And he's like, "Ha! Huh, I need this." It's like you need to yeah. show that you love me by killing yourself. I don't okay. know. It just just felt. It felt perfunctory, I, I, like I, the episode knew that you. it was going to save him at the right, end, and okay. they, then it did. But wouldn't it have been a bit embarrassing for him to do this big speech and then come back and be like, oh, well, I kind of burnt my load on that uh, <laughs> that big death speech. I can't guarantee I'm actually going to change. I just wanted to go That's... out in a blaze of glory. And you think that if had I lived, I would have changed, but I can't back that up. <laughs> we all know I'm a dickhead. We, we all know, just like you're a crapstronaut, I'm a dickhead. <laughs> It's who I am. I'm a vlogger. <laughs> I'm a vlogger. No one's talking to you. Yeah, no one's talking to you. You're the girl. Uh, <laughs> you're just there to tsk tsk the champy larrikins who talk about how crap they are as husbands and fathers. <laughs> you're uh, here to laugh at our jokes. Yes, please. And um, ask questions like, so what's it like being a famous singer? And to chastise us when we get a bit out of line. Oh, yeah. you boys. Oh, boys. Naughty. So naughty. Just don't talk about your period, all right? Nobody wants to hear that over breakfast. Oh, but Dicko, Dickhead, Dickhead was talking about how he had a farting problem last week. Yeah, that's fine. That's totally fine, natural bodily function. Everyone listening farts. Only those weird female people talk about their periods. <laughs> Sorry. Wow, it was a long time in radio. It really was a long time. It's probably yes, different. Yes, it it's, it's probably a lot different. No, it, it strikes me that no, it isn't. But I anyway. suppose commercial. Um, but the Triple J's have like female hosts on all the time now. The young people's station. <laughs> and they're actually young. It's not like most yeah, of them now they're, they're like 38-year-olds going, yeah. oh, yeah, here's another cool one by, you know, Bucko and Fabo. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know any young people's music. Bucko and Fabo? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> you know how what's that band? The King King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard or something? Yes, King, yes. King Wizard and the Lizard Gizzard? 
No, 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 you got it right the first time. But I'm like, what kind of a name is that for a band? It's 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 rhymes, I guess. But what kind what kind of name is Tones and I? But I mean, like, yeah, sure, I get she that. Won, she won an aria. She did. Didn't get to the hottest 100 top though. I was I was sad about that. But oh, at least a woman she got finally like won it. Third or something. She got fourth, I think. Fourth, yeah. But yeah. I I sort of hoped that because I was glad that a you know a woman finally mm. won the Triple J Hottest 100. You know that was nice. Uh, but she is American. Uh, but fine. She's also 18, so fine. You know, she was born this century, and that's cool. I don't mind. She was born this century, and she's an mm. international recording artist. Uh, Thanks, G. Yeah. And here we are, just trying to trying to revive the careers <laughs> of Bucko and Flabbo, playing now on Dickhead Crapster. <laughs> We've lost everyone by now, haven't we? Oh, great. yeah, no one's listening. No, this is just for us this now. This is just for us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. us and maybe Spencer. So with that in mind, let, let me go through my list. Yeah, go through uh, your list. <laughs> so um, the very first thing I wrote uh, was Yaz is doing a Clara uh, in terms of, like, I'm going to investigate. And... Yeah, I'm. I'm going to investigate. I'm going to do things. I'm taking the initiative, uh, which sort of like I'm going to make go through a teleport weird. machine. Yes, exactly. I'm. I'm going to randomly go to a teleport. Also, which... why not to interrupt you for too long? But why did the doctor let the vlogger just go with yes. Yaz? Why did he let Yaz go? Uh, I mean, that, she goes. Okay, you've to... got one hour. First of all, that means nothing. That means nothing. Second she, of she has all, a time it machine. ended up meaning nothing. Machine. Uh, and then, and then, yeah, quite, time machine. It's important uh, to point that out. Well, <laughs> the TARDIS is a time machine. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. So, why did she, so she didn't want to let Yaz go, but then the brand new human who She's survived like, I don't know, I don't attack is like, you. I'll go I don't with know you. you. I'll go with you. I'm interested. I might get a good couple of pics for the gram out of it. I don't know she why she's... She doesn't do that at all. Like, she doesn't no, take any... No, I thought she'd be snapping is... and going selfies with some random alien bit of kit. No, nothing. Oh. Just, all right, hey, should we go through this teleport machine? <laughs> and then they have the... Like, it was kind of cute where they said, oh, what's the worst case scenario? And then when they get there, she's like, we didn't teleport inside a active inside volcano, a volcano, so result. But still... <laughs> but then I love that when the Doctor meets up with her later, she goes, yes, look at you finding alien spaceships and not dying. It's like, was that an option? Yeah. Like, was that on the table? Like, because the, the, doctor... Doctor, the Doctor was sitting there with, like, a real, like, sad look on her face going, you're probably going to die, yes, I'm sorry. Like, you know, like, my companions tend to die when they do stuff like what you're doing. It's like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> She's giving them agency. What an insane thing to make a crack about. Like, Yaz is a policewoman. She is a responsible adult. She's got a braid and she's got a leather jacket and she can read some sort of meter or something. I don't know. She was picking up. By the end, they were all doing various bits of engineering or something. Various uh, bits of stuff. Uh, yeah. That, but yeah. continue with your list. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, 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 no. I mean, it just, it just, it struck me as real weird that, 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 whole scenario where Yaz and I wonder if this is meant to be her arc for this season and whether they're getting ready to sort of write her out of the show. Oh, okay. Um, but like we haven't really seen much of that previously. So if it is, it's coming out of nowhere. Like it's just suddenly suddenly she goes off on her own for stuff. She's never done that before. The doctor has sent her off 
to do things. But this is the first time she's like, no, I can, I can go do it. I'm, I'm going to stay here and try and find something. Mm. And it's like the doctor's not interested at all. The doctor's like, yeah, sure. I mean, fine. I guess like if you want to stay, like you'll probably die, but whatever. I guess you got an hour. And she's like, oh, you didn't die. Awesome. Fantastic. This this episode is the most evidence we have yet for uh, Dan Beeston, friend of the podcast, uh, his theory that this doctor is a psychopath. <laughs> uh, like, just a complete psychopath. She's like, yeah, okay, I mean, I guess if you want to go over there, like, go over there, you'll probably die. Um, oh, you didn't die. Awesome. Nice to see you again. <laughs> Insane. Insanity. Next item on my list. Uh, I actually, I, I wrote down, and I've I've kind of talked myself out of this over the over the course of us talking, but I, I, my second item on the list was this was Orphan 55 done right, in the sense that it has a central environmental theme that it threads relatively seamlessly into its actual plot. Yeah. And it doesn't have the Doctor deliver a PSA at the end of the episode. It has the Doctor... Do a, a bit of a speech as part of the exposition of what they need to know as part of the adventure. Mm. So that was fine. Like, like all that was good. It reminded me of Orphan of 55 in the sense that there was a lot of stuff going on. There was a lot of characters, you know, like there was a lot of moving parts. And for the most part, you kind of go along with it. Whereas with Orphan 55, you're constantly questioning, why, why are you doing that? Yeah. What's happening? What, why are they going out there? Why have they come back? What, who's that? What? She's she's her daughter? I don't... It, it just... It, in the moment, Orphan 55 falls to pieces in front of your eyes, whereas yeah. this thing holds together mostly, it, it and does. then it kind of falls apart once it lands. Like, it's sure. sort of... You know... So, in that respect, it was Orphan 55 done right, although I have talked myself down on this episode over the course of us talking. Um, <laughs> like, I, I went into I this like podcast I, being I like... unfairly fine. harsh... Uh, on Orphan 55. No, on this this episode. On this one. Look, look, I don't think we're, you can be harsh enough yeah. on Orphan 55. That no, was no, trash. No, just trash. Uh, um, I, I said, uh, do they live in Madagascar? Like, first of all, the aliens. Like, like I mean, is that where their base of operations is? Because that's where they've set up, like, a, 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 a lab? Well, their operation centre seemed to be at the bottom of the Indian Ocean. Right, but then, but then they have that facility in Madagascar for yeah, some. Yeah, and why like, there? Why Madagascar? Why not? Why not somewhere more? You and know. like, and, and again, like, like what one of my one of my other points connected to that was, what who's that guy? Like, like we've talked about that, but like, who is he? Like, like they have a scene. Gonna die. Gonna die. Gonna die. Yeah, exactly. Um, like the 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 lady alien scientist person and Gunnadai have a scene together where no one else is around and they have like a fun back and forth about like, Hey, we love living here. Yeah. It's fun. Bit of banter. Like, but they're either both aliens or like, she's just arrived. Like, like, because like the time frame is that their, their ship crashed, which threw, the astronaut off course. That that's that's the reason in the episode that they give, isn't it? But why? Because they've already been there for a while working on a cure. Yes. Like 
the astronaut had just crashed. Yes, so I know. How they had to have been there in their pile of junk at the bottom of the sea. That's right. Like their aerial from the Little Mermaid on acid. No, not on acid, on roids. <laughs> I yeah, want like, to be where the people it's are. It's possible. <laughs> eating some plastic and not, what do they call it? Dying. <laughs> Sorry, that's my best. I actually haven't seen The Little Mermaid in its entirety, so that's my best effort. At, uh, that's, that's, that was a very good first effort. Well at done. A, at a Disney, Disney joke. I, I, it's entirely possible that some of this is answered in the in the episode and it just got past me, but it doesn't feel like all of it is answered. Like there, it just feels like there's just giant gaping holes in the plot of this episode, and it just sort of really, it really bombs me out because because like it is it is fun. It's fun. It's a fun episode. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff in there, but it's just it certainly it's had like a sense switching. of pace, like. You know, oh, there's a deadline. There's three different things happening. We have to connect yeah. them up. And the Doctor going, how are they all related? Yeah, the Doctor's zipping between her companion. Like, like, so she parks her companions in various places, and then she's moving between them, like, figuring stuff out as she goes. That's cool. That's a cool structure. But the way that they execute it is real bad. And <laughs> it just... Anyway. Um, but, but then I also, like... So do they live in Madagascar? At the end, she drops, like, dickhead Crabstro and the vlogger... <laughs> In Madagascar. In Madagascar. Yeah. None of them are from there. None of them live there. How are None they of them get back? would be able to explain why they are there. Yeah. Like one of them has... is incredibly famous and has like half of the world's population looking for him. Yeah, exactly. Like why not drop them back? You know why? In London or they put him on early afternoons. Nobody well, yes. pays attention. Yeah, to that's early right. Afternoons. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> You know, after lunch, everyone's getting back into work. You know, you've got to be really breakfast or drive if you want yeah, to get the world absolutely. really tuning in. <laughs> it's true, though. It's you. Hey, it is. <laughs> it's what happened to get this. Exactly. Get this. People actually listened, but they didn't like that. They that was the people, problem. Yeah, they wanted people to not listen in those times. That was the reasoning. That is insanity. Anyway, that's, that's another. Yeah, that's, that's that's far too convoluted to get into right now. But Google Google uh, get this Australian radio show from two thousand six two thousand and seven. It has a long, long afterlife. It sure does. Dedicated fans. It sure does. Um, the other thing. Uh, so so the next item on my list was um uh, Doctor Who does Birdemic because uh this this the the bird effects in this were again. Not good. Uh, okay, I saw you tweet something about Birdemic. I don't know what you mean. You mean Bir- Birdemic is a famously uh, bad film. So so it's a, a zero budget uh, fi- like film. Like Sharknado that, that has, or something. Sort of like Sharknado. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that has done the rounds. If if you search for Birdemic on uh, YouTube, you'll find clips from it, and it's it's hilariously bad, and it contains some very very funnily bad uh bird animations um <laughs> and this reminded me of that a little bit like it, it the 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 animation was not great uh and the the bird puppets were also like that like they were muppet level like puppets <laughs> like there was just not a lot it's like rizzo the rat like it's just very very bad uh not not very good <laughs> where is rizzo the rat from i know that name uh, from from the Muppets, he's the, the little oh, rat. Oh right! But it had that same energy, like it was a little puppet that they were manipulating. Like it just it just looked bad. Um, uh, 
and then and then the other thing that I had, and I think we've we've sort of mentioned uh, two things. Like first of all, uh, so many questions from the companions in this episode. Yeah, they were uh, very chatty. Just, but but like just dumbing stuff down in a way the show doesn't hasn't done until very recently, where they're obviously throwing in references for the very young kids that are watching, and it's like. Mm, I don't think like I mean I think we all know what a what a pathogen is, and if you don't like part of the fun is maybe going on Google and finding out what that is instead of yeah. like having I, I... having Graham a man who has been through chemotherapy, like and who like you know is not stupid, he's not a stupid guy that they've never ma- they've never made out that he's like an idiot. Yeah, but he's like oh cool blimey doc I don't know what any of that means me. You know, it's like, oh, I'm just a simple, simple cockney, me. <laughs> it's like, no. I'm just a simple hyper chicken. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, oh, oh, all that, all that book learning's too good for the likes of me. Why don't you tell me, Doc? Tell me what it is. And was, it's like, oh, that's that's yeah, not. There was something that he couldn't answer. He said, "I'm glad you asked that question because I." Yeah, because I had no idea. And it's like, uh, it's very, like, like, it's just, it's dumbing it down in a way that doesn't feel authentic for the show or the characters, especially because, like, Graham is quite insightful. He yeah. has that great scene with Dickhead <laughs> earlier in the episode where he, like, he gets yeah, to the heart of, that was like, their problems. A, That's a great scene. Great that was scene. a great scene. Really and nice. Really nice that, character Dickhead's work. going, oh, blah, 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 blah. And he just goes, mate, doesn't sound like he's the one you're punishing. And it's yeah. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, really Got good. Got it in Truth one, box. Graham. Just Yeah, yeah nice. that's right. Yeah, that was a lovely moment, even if Dickhead was in it. But... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, I've just been looking, fast-forwarding through a trailer to find these birds in Birdemic. And, yeah, wow, they're really... They're real bad. They're real I, bad. But, like... <sighs> Uh, look, I could not do that with my very weak skills in video editing. So they're, they're doing more than I can. <laughs> but, I mean, I feel yeah. like... It's it's a very low bar for them to clear. <laughs> yeah. It's... Yeah, I've got to, I don't have any sound playing, so I can't hear anything. I'm just seeing these birds that are literally just flapping their wings up and down in, in a static position. Yes, yeah, so the, the sounds are, are great as well. Oh, the the sound okay. is like a, a bird noise... Uh, cloned about four or five times and then on a loop it's amazing like it's just very it's terrible it's just a terrible movie but yeah it just remind it reminded me this episode reminded me of that which is not a good sign um uh so yeah and obviously we talked a bit about uh Jodie Whittaker has like so much exposition in this episode she's every scene she is in she is saying something and telling the audience about something and that's not great. Like, like a whole bunch of telling and not and not showing in this episode. And then what was with, this is my final point on the list, what was with the intro and the outro voiceover to the episode? What was that? Do you even remember that? No. The start I, of this episode has Jodie Whittaker. Have you Jody played a trick, trick on no, me? No, 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 absolutely not. The, this episode starts with Jodie Whittaker's doctor going, planet Earth. Blah, 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 like all these pe- six billion people all together. Oh. And then it oh, ends. Oh, yeah, but separate. With, and it separate ends but with, together but together, but separate. It's like, it feels like it's supposed to tie into the themes of the episode somehow. It doesn't, though. There's, It's just there. It's very, very strange. Is it supposed to sort of be like a David Attenborough style, you know, 
Earth from space. I'm unsure, but why? Blue planet. But why? And who is the doctor talking to? Like, 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 you know, you know, like it just, like, like, yeah, I must have mechanics of the voiceover, like, aside, like, what's it for? Like, like, what is the opening and outro narration for? It doesn't tie into anything. It feels like it's supposed to, but it just doesn't. Like, like, and and the, the only way it does is like the outro says something along the lines of like. You know, planet Earth, six billion people, but all connected from the top of the atmosphere to the bottom of the ocean. And it's like, yes, that is places that people have been in this episode. I'm not sure why you're pointing that out. Like, it sounds like a weird thing to pick it up on, but it just, it just, there's, it doesn't need to be there. What, no, what is it, it for? Need to be there. What's yeah. it for? It's for nothing. It's for nothing. It's just a weird choice in an episode full of weird choices. <laughs> Yeah, I totally blocked it out. So there you go. But I, I do remember now, but it was... It's just so yeah. strange. Like, it's not even bad. It's it's just weird. It's like, why? I don't understand why it's there. I don't understand why it exists. Yeah. Was it's it, just very the weird. The other thing the Doctor did was she had something where Suki was like, you process information quickly. And she's like, yeah, thanks. It's one of my skills. And there was something else she did that I was like... Well, she, she and Suki were having like a little... Yeah, she got a crush on it because she's well, a like scientist science, and really science clever romance. And, yeah, yeah. Um, because like you know they're they're bouncing off each other, and then it turns out that's because Suki is an alien. Yes. Yes. And no Suki, one on like, no one on Earth is that smart. Could possibly be that smart to work out the microfiltration is what they're trying to solve. I don't know. I I kind of didn't really pick up what the deal was, but she was able to manufacture an antidote. Yes, And then sure. somehow by getting it into the air, it dispersed it in the atmosphere. Yep. And all the lesbians <laughs> turned straight like James Bond would have. <laughs> that's just a joke. That's not the, you know, that's not real life. That's just the, the Bond movies. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. So, and that's the episode. And again, like, I feel like I've talked myself down on it a lot because I did have a lot of fun watching it, but it was such a, such a step down from last week's episode, which was in addition to being, as we've said, in addition to being, uh, you know, changing what we know about the show and introducing like, um, an incredible, uh, extra piece of information in the, the Ruth doctor that we now have to deal with. Uh, it just went, no, we're not going to deal with that straight away. We're just going to do another episode. This is just mm. a regular episode. So how many and are there left now? There's like four, I think. Four more. So there's two more regular episodes and then a two-part finale. Right. So one would assume the two-part finale has to do with the new Doctor and the something. You would think so. The, the one for next week, because I watched the trailer. I don't know if yes, you did. I can't I did remember. Too, yeah. But it didn't seem related to the new Doctor. Oh, no, no. This is another standalone. They're, they're, they're going to uh, – it looks like a bit more of a scary one. Um, there's like a monster with big long claws and things and, and everyone's all like scared and running and stuff. Um, apparently they're in, uh, a bunch of different locations and times again. So they're going to be bouncing around a fair bit, uh, which is fine. Um, but it's just another regular episode. So, okay, (laughs) we'll, we'll see how this one is. Uh, but you know, like it's been a weirdly mixed bag this season in terms of the standalone episodes. Uh, 
if you, I mean, you you can count Fugitive of the Jadoon as a standalone, I guess, as well, because like it is, it doesn't connect to the episode before or after it, really. Yeah. Uh, though it literally follows on into this episode, but like there, there's this episode has nothing to do with with the last episode, so you know it sort of stands alone and it's incredible. The Tesla episode, not too bad. Um, this episode, like fair to middling, like like yeah. it, it was fun, lots of problems. Uh, and then like you have something like Orphan 55, which is just yeah, this awful. Is, this is probably the same level as the first two-parter, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I, I, probably, I probably like the, the first two-parter more. Um, the master elevates it. That's like, true. Like, yeah. Sasha Dewan's master, like, really lifts it. Mm. Um, this does not have that. This has Suki, who we don't realize is a bad guy until, like, nearly the end of the episode. Mm. And, like, a badly animated bird's. Oh, and some gas mask guys that, that sort of do nothing. Yeah, and she's trying to get the the face off them at some point, but they're not. Yeah, so and what, why would, why would they not... be wearing gas masks? Because they're infected. Like, they're yeah. not, you know what I mean? Like, like, they're obviously trying to make them seem like disease doctors. Yeah. But, like, they're infected, so, like, they wouldn't, and they don't care about humans. They wouldn't be wearing it. Like, they wouldn't be wearing it. Like, why are they wearing those outfits? It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah. <laughs> and it just didn't specify what alien race they were, and she's trying to figure it out. And when she says, like, autons, oh, no, wait, no, not autons. Yeah, that's right. So like, you they don't have, know they have who fun... they were. No, yeah, they, they have a big thing about maybe her trying to come back. it is. Yeah, maybe. Well, would you like a quick chat <laughs> with Greg from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast? Uh, sure. Because he had thoughts, as he always does, on Doctor I Who. imagine he did, and I'll... I'll I'll leave it to him to sort of uh, sum up a lot of this because I think we've we've set our piece. But yes, yeah. we'll, let's see what he thought of this. <laughs> All right, I will pass you over to Greg from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast. Excellent. For his take, he's doing the sports report here on <laughs> Crapstro, Dickhead, and the vlogger. Dickhead and the vlogger. Uh, and after this, we'll go to the news. <laughs> oh, thanks for that, Natalie. That was a that's a great introduction here. Uh... I'm back again to tell you about my opinions on uh, Doctor Who. <laughs> well, like I like I was saying to Natalie, Greg, uh, you know, I think we've said our piece. Like, like we've we've made our thoughts in this episode very known. But how, what, what did you think about it? It was fine. It, that's yeah, it's it. fine. I, I, I yeah. have nothing. I have nothing to say about it. it. You can pick holes until the cows come home. It's just another weirdly written Chibnall episode. I don't know. It's Chibnall, mm. whoever wrote it. I, I'm not offended by it. I didn't care. It makes. I, I do have one question. Who was the other guy? He wasn't an alien, was he? The other guy on well, the yeah, island. Well, yeah, we talked about this. Like, well, I don't know, maybe. Because he went. He was like, "Oh, beat you here." And she's, "Ah, oh, you're always beating me here." But he seemed weirded out when he met. He went aliens. Like he didn't seem to know the doctor. Like he he played the the, the he didn't yeah he didn't kind of go. Yeah. Oh, he, he didn't go sneaky sneaky eyes. Oh, what do you mean? Neither alien? neither yeah. option makes sense. Yeah. Given what we're given of him on screen, like if he's yeah. an alien, it doesn't make sense because of some of the things that he does. And if he's just a regular human, it also doesn't make sense because of the the relationship he has with Suki. Yeah. And like, yeah. how long has Suki been there? Yeah, he seemed to know her very well. I, look, yeah. This, yeah, and I just I don't know. So this this only really occurred to me like when I watched it, I at the end I went, oh, that was nice. What a what a nice hmm. episode of Doctor Who that made no sense and <laughs> yeah. and and that seemed lovely. Uh, yeah. But I I didn't I didn't care. Like I was like, oh, it's fine. I'm not offended by it. I I just. No. didn't give a crap um, and it's especially bad coming down from the from the previous episode which yes. was, was a series high yeah 
at well, a very high high to then just be like, oh, and here's another regular episode, I guess. Yeah, and they kind of went, oh my god, there's another Doctor, there's shit going down. Oh my god, there's three anomalies, should we check it out, fam? They're like, yeah, and I'm like, well, that's definitely something to do with what's, what just happened. So we should probably, you know, find out what... No, it had nothing to do with it, it was just plastic aliens <laughs> or something. Yeah. And I went, oh, okay, okay. But as you said before, I'm glad the Doctor went, I live in a time and space machine that can go in time and space and I will save the nice man. And amazing, some of the that's riding game. Remember that girl I had a crush on? Can we go back and save her now? You live in a yeah. time and space machine. <laughs> I know it's been three months, Doctor, for us, but we'll just go back and... I really want a buffer. Like, I really, <laughs> really want a buffer. We had that whole thing with the thumb. There was, like, clearly something there. Oh, it was weird, but was, I was into it. Look, look, I don't know. Look, look, I'm a young man and I have needs. That's what I'm saying, Doctor. Uh, <laughs> But no, it's all... I don't know. So, yeah, it's fine. It was fine. I'm sure they just rent... We've, they've actually got two episodes where they want to actually discuss Doctor Who. Uh, maybe I just want Doctor Who that has big arcs anymore. I don't want to have little Doctor Whos. Uh, you know, I don't want to yeah, have little Yeah, because that, that was always the promise of the Chibnall era, was he was trying to get back to self-contained stories, which is yes. fine in and of itself, as long as those stories are good, and all yeah. too often, they have not been. And and his weird idea of, remember the good old days of Doctor Who, when mm. the Doctor was all about learning lessons? But no, it was, what are you, William Hartnell's grandchild? Like, no, this was never a good, <laughs> remember when Doctor Who wasn't successful or popular? Let's go back to that. <laughs> uh... So it's, it's just, I, I, I don't like saying to a fan, you're wrong. But you're wrong. I just, well, yeah, yeah. Well, when, a, when that fan becomes a, fan. a showrunner, yes, he's just a fan. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. Anyway, bless his heart and good on him. I'm glad he's he's given it his best too. He's given it his best. He is. Look, look little, I, I don't think Chris anyone involved doing his, is doing setting out to make a bad show. He's not. No, he, he's not, no one no. sets out to make a bad show, but I think. I, Yes, yeah. but he's doing it anyway. Bless his heart. <laughs> no, it's not. Look, no, no. Look, I think I'm. I'm just going for comic effect here. But no, it's not. No, it's not a bad show. It's just. I said it before. It's just a kids show now. It's just a kids show. And well, and it, explicitly this episode because they had the characters all suffer a head injury and well, have yeah, to yeah. like have very simple concepts explained to them. Yes, and but yet also able. I mean, once again, we're complaining about the companions not having anything to do, and now we're complaining about the companions doing things. So I, I guess. Well, no, no, I'm not. I'm not complaining about the companions doing things because that was one of the things the this episode did very well, and other episodes could really learn from. Is that all the companions had something to do? It was mm. fine. I yeah. like that. Yes. It's just that. You know, scenes like where Graham's like, "Oh, gee, gee whiz, Doc, that's a bit, that's a bit fast for me. I'm a, I'm just a simple core blimey codger, man. <laughs> yes. Like, why don't you tell me like what yeah. that means? What, yeah. uh, or pathogen? Or yeah. what's that word? Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Like, you've never heard the word pathogen, yeah, Graham? That, yeah, yeah. You, you man in your 50s slash 60s? Yes. Who's like, probably had a few pathogens yourself? Let's, he's let's had, be. He's had chemotherapy. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes, good point. Well, his partner did anyway. Or did he have chemotherapy? I can't remember. But uh, they anyway. both did. They both oh, did. Okay. They met while they were having chemotherapy. Oh, there he you go. Had cancer treatment. Yeah, it's a bit uh, weird. And he doesn't know the word pathogen. 
and I, and um, I don't I don't want to go down the road of I mean maybe you talked about this already I got freaked out when when Yaz is like Doctor I'm going to go back into the very dangerous room <laughs> with the very dangerous aliens that could kill us at any moment and Doc's like sure you do you Yaz I'll be pissing off of the time machine that no one can get into that's inco- yes. totally invulnerable to all harm have a great <laughs> life I'm like what is going on Once and, then, and then later she's like <sighs> she says like Oh, yes, you didn't die. As yes. if she was fully expecting well, Yes to die. This, this fits very much into Dan Beeston's theory yes, of the I, doctor's a sociopath. Thing, yeah. the and the doctor's like, I don't care about humans anymore. You're all just grist to the mill. Look, <laughs> if you die tomorrow in a hundred years, it means nothing to a being that's immortal. So just hurry up and pop your clogs. You know, it's <laughs> just, I just don't get her. And I don't, and, and I don't like the ham-fisted moralizing of you know, hey, humans, plastic is bad. Maybe, st- look, yes, we all get it. And Although, I mean, I, mean, I, 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 I said this to Natalie earlier, like, like, I thought this episode did it much better than Orphan 55 tried to do. Well, yeah, but that's 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 like saying someone put uh, extra salt on the turd sandwich. You know, it's sort of <laughs> <laughs> good. I'm glad that they made it. Whatever. Uh, I, I, I look. It, it doesn't put me like. Am I? Am I going to cut my wrists like I was a couple of weeks ago? No. Uh, am I going to? You know. No. It's. It, I'll watch it next week. But I'm, I raced home to watch this one. And, yeah. And there yeah. were lies. There were people lying on the internet. I saw people that, that I normally trust who went, "Oh, you better get home and watch this episode." Would they mean that what? is? Yeah, yeah. I know. And, and I'm just trying to work out. Were they just being? They were just joking. Was that like a, a, a funny, funny, funny? Um. Oh. But no, no, I don't know what the hell though. I do not. I don't. I just don't know, Stu. I, yeah. I, they, well, like, well, and that's that's the thing. It's it's hard not to feel like significantly let down. This, this isn't necessarily this episode's fault, but it's like last last episode like made you believe again. It, it made, yes. it, made, it was like yes, I'm I'm back on board. I'm interested. I'm I'm looking at like fan theories. I'm I'm invested in the show and it, mm. and its lore. And then you're like this episode. You're like oh, I wonder what they're gonna do this week. And it's like. Another poorly edited mm. bog standard adventure. That man, uh, hang on, that man had to be a human. He was killed by plastic birds. He had no, to no, be a the, man. The aliens can be killed by the plastic birds as well. So, okay, so but he was, but he was, but they're like, you stand here and stare at the birds in a weird way. He's, okay, I will. If he was an alien, he'd be like, I'm not getting near those goddamn birds because they're goddamn dangerous. Sure. So uh, none of it makes sense. Like it doesn't. Anyway, I'm sorry. No. Yes. No, no. <sighs> you're you're right. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> I just, I anyway. That's that. Look, that's it for me. I I can just rave about this until the cows come, but I'm I'm not going to. So look, yay for us, and we write better shows than Doctor Who does. Yes, but, absolutely. Uh, we know better. We do know. Look, look, look. No, no. I will stand by this. We actually do because it's you don't have to be uh, a, a brilliant um, sculptor to go. I like that sculpture and not that sculpture. I think it's okay to go. This sucks ass and that doesn't suck ass. I, and Unfortunately, we for all the complaints about Stephen Moffat and RTD, which I wasn't one of them, by the way. People did. I'm, no, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. If someone said rank in order of preference one, two, and three, RTD, Stephen Moffat, or Chris Chibnall as showrunners, I don't know which would be best in some people's minds, RTD or Stephen Moffat, but it won't be Chibnall. No, Chib- Chibnall's coming in third. He's coming in very third, like crazy third. Uh, <laughs> As in, he's coming in fourth, and there is no third. And there is so, no third place, yes. So, that's right. and that's and that's just the way it is. I mean, that's so. Look, that's fine. So, yeah. Look, I will come back next week, and I'm really once again, 
where I was like, I don't really care about Doctor Who. I'm, I'm, I care enough now that I was annoyed by it, which is, they got me, they got me again, Stu. Yeah, they, they, they got they me did. again. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I, I, I'm like you. Like, like, they got me. And then it's like, oh, back to normal, I guess. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And now, but now a, I have residual good nature. Because next week, uh, uh, Joe Martin's doctor has to turn up at some point. Like, she has to and do something. They can't. I don't it. think she will. You think she'll be an end of season? Like, hello, Doctor, yes. I'm back again. Yeah, uh, I think they're saving it for the finale. That that, that uh, seems to enough. be, and it's it's a two part finale, so there's two episodes. Right. So, I think that's where we'll see that stuff come back. Okay. Look, then, I hope they do something much more fun. Uh, before then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, look, yeah, it's fine. I just. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's all fine. I, I things I did like. Um, I like the Doctor going. Oh, I'm having a thought. Oh, that tickled. Oh, I like, that one tickled. I like, so that, that was good. That was a good that was line. Cute. There, was a bit of, there was a bit of Doctor Whoing in there. There was there, a lot of is... good stuff for Jodie Whittaker to do in this episode, which I quite appreciated, although they did yeah. saddle her with so much exposition again. Yes, exactly right. Yes. Yeah. Which, is, which she's not, she's not good at. She's and I don't, and I don't like the... And, and I kind of trying to work out if, once again, I'm just being a sexist prick. Is it... Because I mean, the, the episodes have started with the Doctor going, Earth, it's a sexy planet. I like it. I like to help it. I'm sure that I can't think of the right episode, but absolutely positive that's what's happened in the past. I mean, I, I talked to Natalie about this as well. Like, like, I don't understand what those that intro and outro was for. It doesn't. It seemed like it was trying to tie into the themes of the episode, but yeah, yeah. it didn't. And yeah, like, didn't need to be there. I, like, you could have easily lost both of them and had the same episode. I'm not sure what the hell it was supposed to be doing. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, like it just. I just don't know what it's there for. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I, I, I don't know either. Just I, always I, to start. I don't know any. I don't, I don't understand any of it. I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know anymore. Uh, I, as I said before, and then I took it, rescinded it. Oh, I kind of took it back, but I'm, I won't be sad when this era ends. I don't know. No, yeah, and, yeah. And what makes me sad about that is Jodie Whittaker will leave because they always take three to four years and they leave. She'll yeah. go, and, and a new doctor will, at least one more series. Yeah, and a new doctor will come in, and if Chibnall's like the doc, the showrunner, I'll be like, oh, oh well, mm. I, I guess I'm waiting for Chibnall to go. But then again, maybe that's the end of Doctor Who. Maybe maybe we're in Seventh Doctor territory, Mark Two. Maybe this is it. Yeah, like, then we then we have another big hiatus. Yeah, and maybe Which it's would time. Be bad. Maybe it's time. Maybe the time I'm maybe the time I'm sixty, Doctor Who comes back, and I'll be like. Oh, it's all rubbish now. They're all sex touching each other's crotches, and I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what they'll do, but I just, I don't know. I just, <sighs> it can't be that hard to write, is it? Is it? It, it can't be that hard to write a a, a decent one-off story about. There is, there is all get... sorts of things that get in the way when you're making a television show, and I recognise that. So, like, even the best of it, like, you can take a script that is kind of janky and edit the crap out of it and the, the director and the actors elevate it and it becomes amazing. And just in a similar way, you can take a script that is airtight, that is actually like really good and wonderful and mess around with it for whatever reason. Like maybe you have to like add things to it, you know, for whatever reason, like continuity reasons and stuff like that. And like maybe the monster doesn't look, the way you think it should and maybe yeah. stuff that works on the page doesn't work on the day and you know you've made it now so you have to edit it together and put it out there and it's kind of a mess yeah like stuff like that happens like that happens all the time i i'm 
no this is the TV show that once, show, right? that once went, you know what would be great? Let's have the Doctor's companion in a pipe and make fake maggots to crawl around her, and that's how we'll end this bloody episode. Yes. And, ev- and everyone lost their goddamn minds with little garbage bags made of white garbage bags attacking <laughs> Joe, I think it was Joe, third Doctor on yes. the show. Yeah, and I you're like, so. and no one's like, what a shit episode. You, no, no, they, it's maggots, giant maggots attacking Joe, and you're like, Sure. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. take much to make a. It doesn't. We don't need much. We don't need much. We just need to make coherent sense. Simplify. Don't yeah. have just spaceships and 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 we also got to put in this relationship. We got to have an astronaut and then we got to have a. He's a gay astronaut with a with a husband who's also a bit shit and and then we have a we, we refer. I don't know whether you heard, but we refer to them as uh, dickhead crapstro and the vlogger. And the vlogger. What the. F- fuck was that about and, the, and and were they girlfriends were they friends who gives a shit about she's like <laughs> i'm a vlogger and i wanted to go no one cares and uh, it's just like i know and that's so that's another weird story uh and then and then there was like by ps there are aliens in hong kong and you go like, why is it why are you making this so complicated why couldn't it just be on the beach spaceship crashes oh this yeah. random dude in the goddamn ocean who fell out of a submarine and and the submarine didn't sink by the way it's fine it's just at the bottom of the ocean and it just so it's, stop making it complicated stop it's not clever just go P.S. in Madagascar, there's some weird shit going on, and the Doctor turns up, because that's what the Doctor does. Yes. Uh, but then we'd be bitching how the companions walk around going, oh, Doctor, I've stubbed my toe. Oh. Well, do- yeah, that they wouldn't have had anything to do. But just space them. I've talked about this before. <laughs> you put them into space, and you throw them forever, and you just go, oh, they died. Uh, you know, or they just went home. Send them home. Send them home. Go, oh, your mum's got cancer. Go home. <laughs> Sorry. But I just, that's harsh. But I just, it, it's, I, 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 uh, just write a story that is yes. science fiction-y that is, has the doctor turn up and go, ah. But we had a story where the doctor turned up at the North Pole at the bequest of Santa to fight <laughs> aliens. <laughs> And that was better. And you're like, that, you can... Hey, that hangs together. That hangs together. And you just... And at the end, the Doctor has a feel-good moment of riding the Santa's sleigh and right... And because he knows it's all going to... And you go, and it goddamn works. So... Yes. Jesus Christ, Chibnall. An underrated episode, that one. It is. And it just... Once... Oh, I just can't... I just... No, yeah, I take your point. Yeah, a lot of these episodes, they're just busy. They feel like... Everyone involved loves the show. They maybe don't understand why they love the show. <laughs> like... I, I, I know. I also I just kind of I wanted the as a TARDIS vanishes at the end of the show. I kind of wanted uh, what was it? Um, uh, Crapstronaut, dickhead, and the vlogger walking yes. off. One turn to the other one and go, "Where the fuck are we? And how do we get home? <laughs> we're stuck. Home? We're gonna die on None this of us island." Jesus started here. Madagascar. Someone comes up and goes, "Do you speak Madagascarian?" And they're like, "No, we don't." And like, "Oh, what do they say?" Oh my God, we could understand everyone. We can't. Un- oh, we're stuck here forever. And they get like the doctor. Ten years later, goes, "Oh my God, it's you, Alagus. Yes, I was. I was tried as a spy by the Madagascan government because <laughs> I just turned up on a beach and my boyfriend was here. That's weird. And he hasn't got a goddamn passport, so that's not going to go down well. And then, by the way, there's a bio lab here and a coronavirus is a goddamn thing and by the way there's a vlogger um, and she's that's not good <laughs> i know it's a kid's show but it's just like uh, we'll save the world doctor 
this kid show has been much more coherent in the past. Yes. It's so incoherent, it's making me incoherent. <laughs> anyway, the, the, the listeners didn't come to your wonderful podcast to le- listen to me raving like a banshee once again. Oh, I don't know. You've become a fixture of these Doctor Who uh, <laughs> An angry, angry fixture. It's, look, it's, it was a fine episode, even though I'm yelling, it's fine! It's sure. You know, I know. I, I, it's the weird <laughs> thing about this episode is that I finished it, I'm like, that was fine. I like that. It, it, it was fun. And then yeah. every time I talk to it about it to someone, I talk myself down on the episode. I'm yes. like, oh, and then this happened, and then this happened. Yeah. Oh, it was such a crap it was such crap wait That's i thought i liked this episode yeah no, i i can't i i went it was turned to natalie went it was fine and then but but not no oh, that was fine it was like it was fine it was like, fine it was it was it was you want to say threes get degrees you know what i'm saying yeah it passed yes you passed but next next uh semester you probably better work a bit harder because you know you're gonna get so many uh, conceded passes before i kick you out of the out of the whole degree <laughs> at this point I just also could you honestly I don't care how clever you are not even that clever could you use your high school science knowledge to take apart a bird I mean I mean you just chop it up I guess but I mean I could just cut it open I don't know what they were trying to achieve with that yeah I don't know and then and it's like don't touch it whatever you do don't touch it anyway Ryan we don't care I'm a sociopath (laughs) I don't give a shit if you get plastic disease as long as I don't get it, I'm an immortal alien. Yeah, I'm, I'm obviously not going to touch it, but if you want to touch it without yep. gloves or a mask or anything, yep. by all means, you do that. You, you go hard, son. And then birds came in and attacked everyone, and the doctor's like, don't let them scratch you. I'm like, how can you stop that? There's a million birds. There's a million of them. And you've got a bat, yeah. and you wave it vaguely at that thing. Like, this is my yeah. bat. And the bird's like, this we're very... Like, Im- have, you, have you seen the movie Birdemic? No, I've not seen Birdemic. Okay, right. Fair enough. <laughs> and so, I, I, I can guess already. It reminded me a lot of that. I just don't. Why have birds attacking? The birds have got angry. Okay, are the birds with a vector? I'm. Sh- I don't know. I guess like yeah. I mean, like thinking about it later. Yes, I guess no. the, the birds were acting that way because the virus was sort of semi sentient. Except was no. It? No, I, no don't th- I, mean, I don't think it was. Like, it was exactly. So virus. why were the birds acting like that? Like, yeah, like, they, they've been weirdly messed around with. Yeah, look, look. You can just go alien virus, make bird go crazy. Sure, yeah, yeah, sure. But but, then, yeah. but why were they following? Why were they attacking them specifically? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Because like, they, they were drawn. Yes. Oh there. yeah, they were. They they all. That's right. They all came. They were and, drawn to those places. They were summoned by the by the shit puppet bird. Yeah, and except then, and all the CG birds were summoned by shit puppet bird. Yes, like, yes, uh... yes, exactly. Yeah. Except that doesn't make any sense because like the the scientist alien scientists were trying to find a cure. Yeah. So was the virus trying to stop the cure being know. made? Except they don't seem to act with any sort of sentience. They're no. just homing in on, on something. something. Yeah, on on plot. They can smell the plot. On a plot, they can smell the plot. Yeah, yeah exactly. They, they came. Like, to, they came they, to sniff out plot the plot all over that place. That's yeah, and and they got it. And oh, I don't, I don't know. Run to the TARDIS, get there quickly. You can outrun birds. Good on you. <laughs> and I did love the fact, and what you really mean here, guess who was at the front again? Dan Beeson, you're absolutely correct. Once more, another point for his sociopath theory. Guess who was at the front? At the She was running pell-mell and was at the front of the pack. All yeah. the humans were behind her in deep shit, and she's like, I'm <laughs> I'm out, dickheads! I don't have to outrun the birds, just get out on you, morons! <laughs> I was surprised she didn't slam the door yeah, and yeah. take off. <laughs> well, yeah, the, uh, thank God I got Graham here, he's gimpy. Gimpy old Graham. Uh. <laughs> ah, the perfect monster bait. And, yeah, and once again, it's it's a, I, I know it's story, it's all fine, but 
you, I mean, Graham's lovely, but he sits down and and the crap detective guy, dickhead, goes, "Oh, piss off, mate," or you know, "Go away," or "Leave me alone," or whatever it was. And and Graham's like, "Well, let me give you some heartfelt advice, son." And he doesn't get. And in real life, he'd go, "Didn't I just tell you to piss off?" Like seriously, <laughs> like in real life, he'd go, "You're you no thanks, don't." What? I, know, I don't know you. Why are you talking to yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, don't. And he didn't even go, yeah, I lost my... Like, his reasoning would be, no, I lost the woman I love, and I didn't tell her what I wanted to tell her, and it's going to eat me up for the rest of my life. And that, that subtext is there. I, I quite like that scene. I think it's one of the best in the episode. Like, like it's a yeah. nice bit of character work, but, but you're right. Like, that he they say that, it. <laughs> once they, they rely on subtext when he should have said, yes. like, oh, you know, I, I lost someone. You know, I know, yep. I know what it's like to, to love, you know, love someone who's so much better than yes yes uh, feel like you're not worthy of them and let me tell you you know when you lose them like it's yeah it's the worst thing in the world you know like that that could have been part of that scene but it just wasn't it was just sort of subtext yeah and it was the one moment where the episode like did the opposite of what it should have done in terms of like it didn't go big it went small yeah it's like no no you could have been a bit more melodramatic there like like you definitely could have brought out some of those themes a bit more yeah, and I mean things like so don't kill yourself, just you know, just live for them or so I don't know, whatever. I just mm. <sighs> <laughs> just want a good show, Stewie. That's all I want. Is, is that much much to ask for? Apparently, yes. <laughs> and with that bombshell, <laughs> I'll pass you back to to to. Are you vlogger? Am I dickhead or crap 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 or which one are you, Stuart? Do you want to crap tonight? Crap. I mean, I guess, I guess I'm crapstro with it. You're, you're cap crapstro. I'm dickhead, and here comes vlogger. <laughs> oh, yay! I just got heaps of likes on Insta. You're a TikTok girl now. Ah, oh, look, I joined TikTok. I haven't been on it in a while. Are you there, Stu? Yes, yes, I am. Yes. Yeah. And the problem with TikTok, it's very addictive. I can see why the kids love it. Uh, <laughs> But you just sit there scrolling up going, this is hypnotic. It's just, you know, <laughs> weird things on repeat and funny kind of visual jokes. And yeah, anyway. Uh, but I, what I like about that is that Greg got on saying, oh, it was fine. I have no feelings about it. And within like five minutes was yelling went, at the microphone. He went through the same journey that we did. Yes. And then I was like, oh, it's gone into full talkback mode. It's yes, like, yes. The flag, <laughs> the government. Oh, the national anthem, public service, people. national the service. National service, bring back national service. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Queen should stay head of state. <laughs> and other, wait, I, Greg's I'm, got something like to say. I'm, I'm, I'm like Bender, I don't have emotions, and sometimes that makes me very sad. <laughs> Futurama reference there for the win. Yes. Uh, Yes, so we went to, to talk back mode. So if I have the ability to, I'll put in some strange noises. Like, <laughs> and then we start advertising. <laughs> we start advertising retirement villages and incontinence pads, which is what? <laughs> which sounds like a joke. And, and is not. <laughs> is most definitely not a joke. Uh, well, Stu, I've had a lot of fun this podcast. So have I. I have actually had a lot of fun, like, picking this episode to pieces. Yeah. Is there anything uh, else in pop culture this week that Oh, look, I had, I had a big, long list. Uh, I'm, I'm aware that we've been recording for nearly two hours, so That's I'll just fine. run through a couple of things quickly. Yeah, yeah. There was, um, there was a story out this week. Joe Hill, uh, the author, uh, Stephen King's son. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. He does use a different name, doesn't he? I remember reading that once. 
Yes, no, so he um he revealed this week that he tried to he pitched a couple of stories to Doctor Who. Oh wow. Um so this is back a couple of years uh this is back at least a few years ago. He's been very vague about who was actually running the show when he pitched it. Ah. But I suspect it was Stephen Moffat. Okay. Uh, because, and this is the thing, he got a very harsh rejection letter. Wow. Uh, which was, uh, so basically, and he actually, he's friends with Neil Gaiman, who wrote, uh, who obviously a yeah, fantasy Doctor's author wife. who wrote The Doctor's Wife and, and Nightmare and Silver. Um, What's Nightmare uh, and Silver again? I forgot that one. That's the Cyberman episode uh, where they go to the weird old carnival with the... Uh, with the the rogue Cyberman who's like super fast. It's like a fast Cyberman. Don't even remember that. No, no, yes, because it's not a great. It, it, no, it's uh, no, no, it's uh, Matt Smith. Oh, uh, Matt Smith. Doctor. Huh. Uh, with with Amy and Rory actually. Oh, wow. um, oh, actually, no, sorry, no, I think it might be Clara. It's Clara. It's a Clara episode. Right. Um, but they. It was, it, Doctor's wife was Clara too, wasn't it? No, Doctor's wife was Amy and Rory. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, he uh, he pitched a couple of uh, a couple of scripts uh, and said he got a smoking rejection. Wow. Uh, by they they apparently so so Neil Gaiman like uh, helped him on the pitches. He said, look, I've been through this process. You need to, um, which actually does uh, date it to Stephen Moffat's time, um, and uh, sort of says, uh, you know, like do do this. Don't do that. Um, you know that'll be too expensive. But but you know you can you can retool this bit. So apparently he says a couple of weeks he sent he sent the pictures in, and a couple of weeks passed and I got and the email I got back said we have never let an American write for Doctor Who and if we were going to we wouldn't start with you. Wow. They Which really is and let, let an American write for Doctor Who. Uh, apparently, they've never let an American write for Doctor Who. That doesn't sound right to me. It doesn't me, sound right. But it very well could be, because it is a very British show. Um, They've definitely let an Australian write for Doctor Who, because uh, I think the writer of this episode, who also wrote Kablam uh, last series, uh, is an Australian TV writer. He might be He might be one of those Brits who lives in Australia. Um, but, or, a, yeah, an or, or an Australian who now lives term, over in Britain. Yeah. Um, and I don't but, know, maybe there's a sort of shared Commonwealth sensibility that they... Yes, I think there it. is. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, you know, I think they, they don't like to let the Americans get their hands on Doctor Who, although it is very big in America. Um, but, yeah, what a horrible thing to, to say to someone. And I, I do wonder if it did, if it did, I don't want to slander anyone, but I wonder if it did come from Moffat, I wonder if he was still uh, a little bit miffed that they... Uh, chose to make the Sherlock Holmes show uh, elementary instead of um, letting him make an American version of Sherlock. Because oh. uh, his his big thing was they approached him and his wife, uh, Sue Virtue, uh, who obviously were the executive producers of, of Sherlock, and they wanted them to Moffat's make... wife? Yes, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so she she is the the executive producer on Sherlock. It's a, it's a family affair. <laughs> um, but they... They, uh, uh, CBS approached Stephen Moffat and, and Suva Chu uh, to say, you know, we'd like you to make an American version of this, please. And they sort of said, oh, well, you know, I mean, we, you know, it's we, we, we're busy with our version, but also like we don't think it would work in an American setting. And, you know, like we just don't think it would be good. And they were like, OK, well, Sherlock Holmes is public domain, so we're just going to make our version of the show anyway. 
Oh, wow. Uh, and so they just went and made their version of the show. And I wonder if Stephen Moffat was still a little bit bitter about that just when, Americans in when Joe Hill, wide-eyed, sort of said, oh, please, sir, can I please write for the show? And he's like, piss off. Um, he's a relatively popular writer, isn't he, Joe Hill? <clears throat> He is I, a very a very popular any of his writer. Book. Does he do horror like Stephen King? He, he does. Or? He does a bit of horror. He does like a bit of horror fantasy sort of sci-fi. He, do, he does um, comic books. He wrote uh, a comic book series called Lock and Key, which is about to become a Netflix series. Okay. Um, which uh, I haven't read, but apparently is very good. Um, I, it's one of the ones that it's on my list to get to, but my list is like a mile long now. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, no, he's done some really good stuff. Uh, he wrote uh, the novel Horns, which got turned into a movie with. Um, uh, Harry Potter, uh, the lead Harry Potter kid, Daniel, um, Radcliffe. Dan- Daniel Radcliffe in the title role. What? Um, he's he's in a film coming up too. I meant the gun one where he's got guns. Oh, he's got gun hands. That's right. Yeah, he's, he's doing that. He's got gun yeah. hands or something. Greg yes, showed guns, me the trailer guns, and I was like, what to the his hell hand. is this? Guns yeah. akimbo. Guns, guns akimbo. Greg, that's right. Greg is yes. very excited by guns akimbo. I, I am very excited too. What an insane uh, premise it for it. It does a, look insane. But um, like, it could be insane good, but will it be? Sure, sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, there you go. So if you're an American, uh, don't pitch to Doctor Who, except maybe you can now, because Chris Chibnall feels like he'd be open to that maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Strange. Um, we had uh, Marvel drop a bunch of superhero uh, uh, superhero show spots during the Super Bowl. Just recently. Oh, I missed all that. So yeah, Greg just, so Greg just came up. He seems to want to say something. This Stu's about to move on to a Marvel topic. I just want to. I just want to say that I. I want to be Daniel Radcliffe in my life. Reach a point where you've made all the money on the planet. Yes. And now and and you're a good actor. He's a good actor, but he's just gone. No, no, no. I want to play a role where I'm a dead corpse and people use me to to <laughs> surf to another <laughs> island. I'm like, what's what's wrong, Daniel? And, and he's like, no, I'm fine. And and the next one is, I want to be a guy with guns surgically attached to my hands who has to fight for freedom. <laughs> like, I, I just love the the fact he's picking weird movies. He's yeah. just gone. I don't care. I've got all the money. I don't want to win any. Awards. I'm not Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just do whatever I goddamn want. I'm like, what a position in life to be in where you just and he could do crazy shit for the next 10 years get a bit older get a bit craggier and then suddenly come into here's my oscar movie and win an oscar as oh yeah he, he'll definitely yeah. he'll, 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 he'll in and do like, like an oscar worthy performance in something crazy yeah yes. exactly yeah. So, exactly so he's just yeah I, good on him and i'm gonna support him by seeing that crazy ass movie yes no, they're just going to wait another 10 years or so, and then they'll film the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child stage show as a <laughs> movie, series of movies. Uh, and they'll be the right age then. I hope he doesn't so, do it. He will do it. They'll back a massive truck up to his house, and oh, he'll okay. do it. Because remember, he, he's having his whole, no, I'm not Harry Potter moment now, but just like freaking Jean-Luc Picard, yes. he's and Spock, he'll come back to it. They always come back. And what's with the evil federation, Stu? This is bullshit. What yeah, I know. Well, that, that was that was the next thing. That was one of the things on my list. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like, like... like killing Romulans. Fuck you, Romulans. You know, you know what it is? Like it's, saving it's... people. You're the federation. It's what you do. <laughs> I know. You know. You know what it is? It's lazy writing. It's lazy it's writing. Lazy, lazy writing. writing. They've kind of in, in the recent episode, they've kind of gone. There's a infiltration evil infiltration if that's what the answer is that they've been infiltrated i will kind of forgive it but, but you know what really, they, they pulled the same bullshit. crap with got, discovery as well like, he said that it's similar to discovery yeah yeah that's the, yeah and i'm just bored with it and also i kind of want to go 
did you guys ever watch Next Generation? Picard and Data were not friends. He got angry <laughs> when Big Data made a child in Next Generation. He wasn't like, oh, I love your child. He was like, get this monstrous shit off my ship. Like, he was, it, it's, it's weird. He wasn't, they weren't best buddies. They uh, never were best buddies. But now it's kind of like, I love the robot one. I'll take slight issue with that because that, they definitely grew the closer. Hang on, hang on, hang on, sorry, hang on. sorry, I need I'm back, I'm back. Hang on, here you go. Oh, thanks, Capstro. It's dickhead back again. <laughs> uh, well, I have opinions. I was, I was just going to say, I'll take slight issue with that. I've seen, I've seen that criticism around, and I, okay. I will just say, over the course of the series, they became a lot closer, and over the course of the movies, they definitely grew a lot closer as characters. Mm, Maybe not yeah, like best right. friends, but they definitely, Fine. they definitely were, were, you know, they were all closer, best closer friends, than they I were. Guess. Yeah, a, a lot of people are pulling clips from like series one and two, and it's like that was a seven series show okay. that then had a bunch of movies. Like, like you know, was... and Data sacrificed his life to save Picard yeah, in the yeah. final movie. Okay. You know, I have no problem with the the relationship between Data and Picard. Like, like but that's. Even... But honestly, do you? Okay, look, you're right. That, that's, and I, that's, the give least, you the, that's the least of my concerns with this and, new show. And it's no, that's fair enough. I'll, I'll give you that. I, I, I don't want to, but I'm begrudgingly. <laughs> uh, but he he said in the last episode, he went, uh, "There's a I I won't get I won't get Worf and everyone because you know they will and they'll lose their lives and their dignity or whatever it was. Uh, but Data was the man that I've been pining over or, or grieving over for twenty years." Like really? Like that seemed a bit. A, that's a that's a step too far. I think, I, I, I get it. He died for you and he saved your life. But he's, you've been grieving about him for twenty like twenty years is a long time to grieve over someone. <laughs> You're not boffing. Am I too simple here? I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> am I a bad maybe, maybe they were. <laughs> maybe they were. Maybe they were. All right, this got weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but that that show, I just can't. I just everyone's like Patrick Stewart's great. He's lovely. He's Patrick Stewart. He is. I love he's Patrick Stewart. He's not phoning it in. He'll show up. You yes, know? and that's 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 great. And like, he's great. And I love the fact that they haven't gone body double, leaps out a window, and kicks a man in the skull so hard he explodes yeah. in time. Like, no, but, he's a very old man. He's a very old man, and and the robot lady helps him upstairs. I'm like, yep, thank you. Uh, and he's got all these he's got all these sassy Romulans who are like sass 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 around him, uh, and helping him out and having a grand old time. I did like the line where he's like, oh, you're doing whatchamacallit scanning, are you? Well, that's terribly unreliable and doesn't work. And she smirks and goes, well, that's what we told you to believe. And I was like, oh, yeah, Gary Romulans. <laughs> I love that line where she's like, yeah, you don't think it works, but it has, you stupid humans, you stupid humans. <laughs> I just, but I don't like, I don't like Evil Federation. I'm sick of Evil Federation. No, it's, it's a dumb, stupid, lazy writing trick to yeah. create tension because they're like, oh, what, what do you know? What do you know yeah. about the, the universe? Oh, the Federation's utopia. Oh, that's boring. Yeah. Why don't we shake things up and make them space racists? Yes. And, and it's like, can't... no, that's not that's not what I want out of Star Trek that's at right. all. And also you go, if you were a, you're not even a good writer, if you're just a decent writer, you could go, you know what makes Star Trek really good is when you go, the rock-solid ideals, the utopian ideals of Star Trek go into the real world and mm. don't work. And then yeah. suddenly they... And they go, we have to be good. And people are like, yeah, you be good. I'll be over here being evil and getting away with shit. And like, God damn it. We should really just shoot that man in the brain. And, you know, and, and they're like, we can't. We're the Federation. Like, oh, damn it. And it's that, there's yeah. the tension. It's, it's conflict. It's yes. tension. Like, and it's like, like it's why don't we kill him? The concept of the show. Say, <laughs> Starfleet, we, we need to stop the Borg, magic new Borg. So maybe we've got to destroy the planet of the orphans. We can't. We're Starfleet. 
but if we kill the planet of the orphans, we can save ten other planets. We can't. We're Starfleet. And like, thank you. That's there's the tension. Yeah. Uh, not oh, good point. We'll only save half the orphans. We tried our best. Oh, but P.S. It was us who blew up the planet of the orphans all along. Like, you just don't. I just stop also it. as has been. Ugh. It has been pointed out by other people, but like, <laughs> alarmingly, less than a hundred percent of people who worked on this show seem to understand the distinction between Starfleet and the Federation. Oh, no one, uh, no one does. <laughs> they don't, they don't that know. That should not be less than 100%. No, and... I just, it should be this first question as you come through the goddamn door. I just, that show, because Discovery made me sad in the brain. And, and I watched the, the second, second series did a lot of course correcting, but... Yes, uh, but it, yeah. then it ended with... Oh no, we need Every to run th- We need to go through time. Oh, they put a hundred. I went. Oh, it's a lot of ships. How are we going to fight this with our brains? No, we've made a hundred and one ships. <laughs> Fire all the ship guns. Twenty-five minutes later. It's like, oh god. And how did you manufacture all those ships in another ship? And why are those shuttles fighting birds of prey? And the click, you can't. They're fucking yeah, warships. That, that wouldn't work. I know. You, I know. They would just go fire one gun, destroy all those shuttles. Thanks. Okay, your shuttles yes. are gone now. And now you're all dog meat. Mm. I just, I, I, I did like the fact that the coward people, when they lost their coward fronds, became dangerous and i hope they go down that path of yeah what a, what a great and interesting idea that they then abandoned abandoned but you just go wouldn't it be spooky now if you go 10 years later why did you stop those cowards being cowards they're monstrous killers yeah, now, now they're horrible monstrous like galactic killers yes and they just they they're, they're swept the ultimate the... predator yes it, we did this for a goddamn reason you dipshit humans but no they won't they just went we can't have that because that they're all lovely and the lovely sister came in a lovely <laughs> spaceship and fought in a lovely battle and spock gave his life but didn't really i just uh. <laughs> i can, can i just say that that was that was so gleefully geeky what we just did <laughs> Uh, that, that was something beautiful that you and I have just done there, hey, we, there Greg. Okay. I'm so sorry, <laughs> listeners. I apologize. You're like, once again, you don't want, you don't want Greg on here. That's, that's fair enough. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess, Stu, you're going to talk about Marvel. Natalie's now just instructed me to oh, take yes. over. Sorry, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so suppose we're going to talk about Marvel now. Please go ahead. Oh yes, no, no. I was just going to say, um, so, uh, the, the Marvel dropped, uh, two things during the Super Bowl. They dropped a little uh, Black Widow teaser, which still looks really cool. Mm-hmm. And I love uh, the guy from Stranger Things. I love oh, his yes. energy. Yes, um, yes. Loving, loving fat old Russian Captain America. Yes. Like, that's, that's a great <laughs> thing. I love it. I'm, I'm into it. Yep. Um, also, <laughs> uh, they, they dropped a little, like, here's what's coming on Disney+. Plus. Oh, yeah. So we saw a little bit of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, a little bit of uh, WandaVision. WandaVision. And a little bit of Loki. <laughs> Yes, I, I um, one division. She has the costume. Good lord, yes, that's yeah. insane. That that looks suitably weird. Um, yeah. that 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 show needs to be completely bonkers, and it looks like it's going to be. I'm very looking forward to that one. I don't know uh, how it Loki, got made though. I just don't know how that. Anyway, because that, that comic is because a weird Marvel comic. can do anything now. They're they're allowed to do whatever they want, and and I, it's kind of crazy <laughs> the position they're in now. And this is this this next like this next year and a, this sort of eighteen next eighteen months. Yeah are going to be proof of concept. that right. they're, they're, They have a blank check to do whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. So let's see what they come up with. I'm mm. really excited about it. Mm. Um, I, I am, I'm excited about Loki uh, because, like, I love Tom Hiddleston as that character and he looks like he's sort of reset back to, mm. like, 
cool evil Loki, which he's, is fine. Yeah, he's the Loki who grabbed the Tesseract and ran away. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. So he's, yeah, he's like alternate Loki. Yeah, ultimate Loki. Yeah, it's very cool. So Loki died, but but we still have Loki. But we still have Loki. They they found a way to still have Loki in the yeah. in the multiverse. It's great. Because I, um, I guess because Tom Hiddleston was like, I like working, and they like me. <laughs> Can 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 I have a million dollars? May as well and... ride this train to the station. Well, maybe not a million dollars. He maybe he just went. You just pay me a decent wage. I'll just come every day and wear leather pants and be swooned over by everyone. And everyone's like, "Yes, we will write a story for you, Tom Absolutely. Hiddleston." And, and I'm all for that. So yeah. Then I can appear in arty films whenever I want, and it's it's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So. Yeah, all good. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier looks a little bit generic, but I'm interested to see what they do with those two characters as well. Mm-hmm. So that, that's probably like, you know, in terms of excitement level, that's probably like my third out of three. I hope but... it's an argument where each week it's like, I'm Captain America. No, I'm Captain America. <laughs> have you taken my shield? It's not your shield. shield. Yeah, it's, no, I think you'll find the Cap gave me the shield. Well, maybe the Cap was trying to give it to me, but you got in the way. But, and, and they just have arguments like who can punch the most <laughs> bad guys. Like, that to... <laughs> who saved the most orphans gets the shield tomorrow? <laughs> Call me, Marvel. I have hey, look, ideas. Look, that, that, would be, that would be fine. That would be a perfectly fine premise. <laughs> Robot arm. Because Flying Suitman, his version of Raven, uh, Raven Falcon, he's he's good. And he's a, and his power is not... his. He hasn't got powers, but he's a good man, blah, blah, blah. That's his true power. Yeah. Uh, but really, he has a suit that can be manufactured by the American government. Why aren't there many, many Falcons out there? Like, well, squ- that's right, exactly. Squadrons yeah. of these bastards just out yeah. squ- falconing it up. Why? I understand originally <laughs> where he was like, oh, the only couple were made, and, and I've got the only one that's left. You go, cool. But years have passed, and they've gone, they're really effective. See that guy? He's fighting crime. He's having a grand old time. He, that, that tech belonged to us. Let's make a majillion more and give them to all our soldiers and shoot <laughs> everyone. Don't build helicopters anymore that can come out of the sky. Build flying suits that deflect bullets. Like it's. <sighs> yes. I agree with all your points. See, Iron Man, I'm fine with because I they go, hey, Iron Man, give us a suit, and he's like, get nicked. Yeah, he's like, like, no, I am not giving you a suit. Yeah. But but that was that was U.S. government tech. Yes, that yes. So you go, hang on, why can't you make more of that? <laughs> and see, this is the problem with trying to come up with real world explanations for why these people can fly and lift buildings. Yes, yeah. That's, um, yes. <laughs> you know, you you write yourself into a corner. Yeah, and you know, um, don't think of it too much. And let's face it, two of them were spies who just were in the wrong place at the wrong sure, time, yes, exactly, being yeah. being defended by gods, going, <laughs> I'm also contributing. <laughs> but look look so saying I, I'm, look that was very dismissive in the uh, look I, I, people know this you all know the Avengers movies they did show the fact you would see you'd see um, uh, uh, the Black Widow panting and like on the ground going <gasps> oh yeah 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 and Captain America would jog over you're alright and then the god would turn up and go I'm still rippling with muscles as Captain America gets punched in the yes. guts and you go oh they did show the power levels of gods versus humans she wasn't no, like she no, was that's like, one of the things they did very well yeah yeah, yeah absolutely she was definitely a, a human and so was Hawkeye they're people uh, doing yeah. the best they can uh, <laughs> well like like they are that, uh, until uh, what, what I love about those two characters in the in the Marvel movie as as they go on is that those two were what superheroes were like before there were superheroes like like they they were the best there was <laughs> yes, like, like yeah. black widow and, and hawkeye were like yeah if, if they if they're coming for you they're gonna fuck you up like like yeah, they're going yeah. like like that they are the top level super spies 
And then suddenly there was like literal gods and rage monsters and yeah. super soldiers That's right. running and, around. And, 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 and Superman, that, and so, who's a woman, basically. You go, yes, cat, exactly. You go, and oh, so, no, and there's so Superman Hawkeye who's and, a woman. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and so Hawkeye and, and Black Widow were just good enough to sort of jump, make the jump to full-on super heroics, yeah. but they're still just people. And, yeah. and they, they never lost sight of that in battles where they would be like, they'd sort of just be like, faffing around and they're like okay you know i'll give you a lift over here and stuff like that you know it's like <laughs> yeah yeah it just yeah they, 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 they did it really well they it's one of the things that marvel's really good at is keeping track of who's doing what and how powerful everyone is and yeah they, they're very good at that and if you, you um and if you and you also have to realize they must know that the only reason that they're still invited to play is because they're friends with the gods like, yes, exactly. <laughs> at some point, you got to go. Look, we know we are like, oh, come on, come on, Hawkeye. You you have a bow and a, and a real good attitude. <laughs> and he's like, come, guys, I know. Like, no, no, no. You're worthy. Not really worthy. You can't actually pick up my hammer in any way, shape, or form. And you know, and even Bruce Banner can like slap you around a bit. Like, it's fine, but it's fine, it's fine. But you know, we love you. You're fine. You have a lot of heart, man. You have a lot of heart. Yeah. Um, you'd feel like the dog, the tin dog. You know what I mean? Like, bring it back to Doctor Who. You'd yeah. go, oh, we're the tin dog. That's fine. That's okay. <sighs> <laughs> would you like, um, would you like Vlogger to come back on? Vlogger can come back if she likes. Oh, so Vlogger. So are you Vlogger, not Blogger. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm totally in the wrong century. Anyway, this is Dickhead Out. <laughs> what? What even is this podcast anymore? I don't know, but it's great. Yes. Um. Uh. The trailer it's for ours. we get to do uh, whatever we want. Yes, exactly. The the trailer for Fire, uh, Fast and the Furious Nine came out. I don't know whether you saw it. It was no. fantastic. Wait. Um. Okay. John Cena is in this one. Okay. I've never seen any of the Fast and Furious films. He's going to be. Wrong? Oh, Natalie. Natalie, you're you're missing out on a treat. Aren't they you're just? Missing... Didn't they just do one with the Rock and? Yeah, the the Rock was in a lot of them uh, up until very recently, when apparently he and um, Vin Diesel had like a massive real life feud, um, oh, to the wow. point where the, the last one that they did, like they don't share any scenes together, even though they're like ostensibly like on screen at the same time. Oh, so it's um, like... there's a lot of creative shooting where you know, from one angle there'll be the Rock, and from the other angle there'll be Vin oh, Diesel. They were never on set, together. but never on set together. Oh wow! Um, yeah, a whole thing. They and do that so... thing where they're shooting over their shoulder, and then like a lot of that stuff. The Rock has blonde yep. hair, and yep, a lot of that stuff. Wow. He's gone off to his own. So, so they're they're doing the Hobbs and Shaw franchise now with him and Jason Statham. Uh, so, so that's sort of spun off now. And then the main, the main, uh, Final Fantasy, uh, not Final Fantasy, the main Fast and the Furious, uh, um, franchise. A little bit of column A, sure, a little bit why of not? fantasy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, John Cena's in this one as, uh, as his brother, as Dominic Toretto's brother. The Rock's brother. Uh, no, no, not the Rock's brother, as Vin Diesel's brother. Right. Uh, personally, I don't see that, but hey, sure, um, but uh, it looks uh, suitably ridiculous. Um, so these what? movies know exactly what they're doing. Uh, they so, are genuinely like top tier of their particular genre. They are very, very good <laughs> at what they so do. What is their genre? They just invented their own genre. Well, well, basically, like... I mean, you know, well, you know, like crazy action movies. Like that, they've gone. It is insane the trajectory of the Fast and the Furious films. From yeah, because didn't they the start as one... like an actual car racing, illegal underground yes, racing? Yes, the, the first one all... was literally just a rip-off of Point Break, where they replaced surfing with like 
car racing. Okay. Like like underground illegal car racing. Like like it's the plot of Point Break. The wow. the, the the cop goes undercover to expose like a car racing illegal car racing slash car stealing ring. Vin Diesel and the he, cop or and, no no uh, uh uh the other one um God oh, the one who died. Yes, Paul Walker, Paul Walker. Um, was the cop, and Vin Diesel was the the criminal, ah. and they form a, a friendship, uh, you know. And so then Paul Walker, you know, comes to like, you know, like and respect Vin Diesel, and they they have to like do jobs together and stuff. So it's it's a Point Break ripoff. It's it's right. a total Point Break ripoff. It has grown into such an incredible action franchise to the point now where. That they're basically superhero movies where, like, no one gets injured. Yeah. If you're in a car, it's like you're, you're wearing an Iron Man suit. Like, you can do Anything. insane things. Yeah. In the most recent one, like, in, in Fate of the Furious, they, which is the eighth movie in this series, they uh, skydive in their cars out of a plane. <laughs> um, Wait, to... do they have... Wait, so they the have pla- a parachute They are on? in the cars. They're in the, the cars. The cars have parachutes. The cars have parachutes. Right, and then they land on a road because somehow they can, like, they, they, it's almost like they can drive in midair. They they don't <laughs> quite go that far, but they're definitely, like, there's the suggestion that, yeah, we can, we can tell where we're going to land, and then they land on a road to, like, chase after this convoy. It's <laughs> the dumbest, most amazing thing I've ever seen. Like, like it's just so... The, the the action the action set piece of the like the final action set piece of that movie is they have to fight a submarine so they're driving their, their cars car. they're driving their cars on like ice and the submarine <laughs> breaks through the ice and they're basically fighting a submarine with their cars it's <laughs> so good Natalie it's so good you, you really have no I, idea I think my brother's a fan of those films. oh it's, oh, it's, it's totally up his so alley good. Anyway. if you like he loves like, cars. If you like like ridiculous action movies, they they get better. Somehow every one is better than the last one. Really? A lot stupider a lot of people or like better stupider or stupider just... stupider <laughs> and crazier and all the better for it. Like 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 the less serious and grounded these movies get, the better they get. A, a lot of people hold up number 5 as like the best one and I can see that. I like it it definitely holds together the best as like just a a film, but like with every single installment, they keep getting crazier, and it just keeps getting better. The, the, it's so the good. naming convention has not been. I'm just looking them up on Wikipedia. So you've got the Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious. Yes, fast uh, and the fa- Furious, famously Too Fast, Too Furious. Tokyo Drift. Yes. Fast and Furious, then Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six, Furious Seven, The mm-hmm. Fate of the Furious, which and, is a pun. Yeah, on eight, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and now it's F nine. Is, is that what they're like, calling it? Well, that's just like a key on your keyboard. It's like a shortcut key. Yeah, I know. <laughs> is it the quick key or on my I Apple guess, it's like yeah. a fast forward key? They just yeah, they're, they're they're all over the place with the naming convention because they kind of shot themselves in the foot with Too Fast, Too Furious, which was a bit too cute for its own good. Right. Uh, and then they they they're never going to top that one, so they they just they're sort just... of. Waiting for the puns. closest, the it closest makes they came. It makes sense though that the button on my iPad is the fast forward button, so that kind of F nine. I guess, know, yeah, fast yeah, forward makes sense in a weird way. Greg's got <laughs> something to say. I just, I'm just going to say that um, 
I saw Hobbs and Shaw like on, on a plane and thoroughly enjoyed it. I've never seen yeah. any of the others before. I think I saw one of them year, like the first one maybe. I can't remember. And but Hobbs and Shaw was so insane and made no sense. I loved every moment. I had the best time. Cars went upside down. People were doing car ninjas. Two men who should have died multiple times outmanning <laughs> each other, whilst the other one got beaten to death. Um, and and then then Idris Elba was somehow not looking ridiculous as Black Superman, evil yes, Black Superman, yeah. yet had a lot of fun. I just went. This is the and in the end, an, an old Hawaiian mother slapped the rock around and told him to get his shit together, and then they all American Samoan, I think. Oh, is American Samoan? He's American oh, Samoan. I apologize yeah. then. And then they all fought crime together because they were yes. family. And I went, I don't know what I just watched, but I'd watch it again. That was, yep, that absolutely. Was fun. That, that is that is the pudding, ethos but, of. But it's it was hilarious. Yeah, that, that is the ethos of basically the entire Fast and the Furious franchise, which is I don't know what I just watched, but I'd watch it again. <laughs> That's so. I'm gonna have to watch one of these. Maybe I should try and recap from the beginning, like go back to the beginning. Oh, that that would be great. Where it all started. I would love to see you try and make sense of Dominic Toretto and his various uh, sidekicks hackers on. It's funny, isn't it? Because Vin Diesel sort of left the franchise for a while, didn't he? Yes, yes, he he did. Yeah, well, well, he kind of. I don't think he. Oh, I mean, there there was ones where new ones about. Because the whole thing is about family and family being yes. important. The new one is about what happens when family goes bad mm. and, your, and your younger brother who's sexier and stronger. And, and John Cena, And John apparently. Cena. <laughs> so he's obviously better than Vin Diesel in every way. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, he's like, but he's evil and he wants to kill you. So they, they just cleverly turn the franchise around by going, bad family, where they've been going eight movies of good family. <gasps> It's very clever. What a twist. What a twist. <laughs> Nine movies in. Yeah. It's brilliant. They couldn't, they couldn't get brilliant. evil, evil Oscar award-winning woman from the monster. What was her name? Uh, Charlize Theron. Evil Charlize Theron could not break the family, but now she's going to break the family by is using... Charlize Theron by, in these movies? By using, yes, yes, she is. Yeah, yeah, she's been the last two. family member to break the family. Oh, my God. It's like Days of Our Lives with cars and guns and superheroes. It's the best. <laughs> yeah, pretty much that. Stu agrees with you. Great. Okay, maybe I'll have to do that as a project, is watch the Fast and the Furious movies. They're god-awful, and no one should ever watch them. (laughs) I'm just pointing that out. Please, anyone listening, please don't assume that I think these are good movies. They're hilarious movies. They're not not good movies. They're amazing movies. Well, look, given what, the first movie came out in 2001, so less than 20 years, they've done nine movies. And James Bond is started in 63, so he's coming up to 60 years, I suppose, 50 Years of Bond, I think was when the last one came out, was 50 Years of Bond, mm. 2018, The Spectre. Was it 2018 or was Spectre before then? Anyway, point is, um, they've cranked out a lot more movies than even the Bond franchise, I think, if you looked on a per-decade basis. Maybe <laughs> I'm wrong. They're, they're going with quantity. They're going with quantity, <laughs> not quality. Uh, yes, that's... Yes. Okay. So, all right. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe that's what I can do is try and watch, have like fast. When does the movie come out? The new one? Uh, soon. I, I think in the next couple of months. Okay. Maybe I can do like a countdown. Yeah, so true. I okay. Yeah, yeah. Watch, watch them. And I would love to see down. your takes on some of the middle, like sort of four or five onwards. Like well, they Paul get Walker very died, good. died, didn't he? So he. Yeah, yeah. So they addressed that in seven. Oh, okay. Seven. He's, right. he's in seven and that came out after he died. Oh, so right. there's all sorts of like circles they they tie themselves in to try and explain why he's only in a bit of the movie. 
did they kill him off in in movie or did they just say he's retired? Or I will I will leave Hawaii. that for you to find out. Oh, I see. That's a spoiler. Okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I really don't know anything about them apart from The Rock and Vin Diesel. Mm. Uh, so and Cars. But I, I is there, are any of them like quotable classics? Do they have? Um, like. The, the later movies get a bit action movie one-linery, but nothing that I could, like, repeat to you. It's just yeah. a, you know, it's just, just Dom, Dom, like, growling firmly <laughs> just over and over again. That, 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 that's, that's his catchphrase, like, my, my, my family. And he's always, he's always drinking Coronas. Like, that's his, that's his beer of choice. It's like, you know, James Bond has his martini shaker not right. stirred. Um, Dom has, like, a, a metal uh, bucket full of Coronas. Like, that's always there. <laughs> Okay. In the middle of the desert, having Skydiving middle of the desert, yeah, car. exactly, yeah, middle of the desert, Crack he's working on a car. Fresh. He's got a, he's got an icy cold Corona there. <laughs> I mean, aren't you supposed to not drink and drive? <laughs> <laughs> sure. He's a he's a criminal, Natalie. Let's keep that in mind. Right. Okay. Yes. He's a criminal, but I guess an honest one because his family matters. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Right. He's definitely like the honest criminal sort of trope. Right. That's definitely a big part of it. He had to do it to yes. feed his family. Yeah, in many in many cases, he is forced to to commit crimes. Right. Um. But uh, so yeah, uh, the the ninth movie in the Fast and the Furious franchise is coming out, and it's insane to me that that franchise has nine movies to its name. Yeah. Uh, the fact that it had two uh, was very <laughs> amazing to me. Uh, and the fact that they just keep getting better. Uh, and they are terrible movies, as Greg does point out. They they are not good movies, um, but they are endlessly enjoyable movies uh, to watch for me anyway. If you like that sort of thing, if you like dumb action movies, they are excellent dumb action movies. Mm. Um, the other thing, uh, so so <laughs> final more things. This was meant to be a speed round that turned into a, a discussion. Awesome. Um, uh, the good place ended. Uh, Never seen it. Oh, very good. It's a very good show. Um, Everyone, my Facebook feed was just full of people putting up gifs of various tear-soaked reactions yeah, yeah. and the, the finale was and... was very like uh, teary, like, like just by the very nature of how the show sort of is structured. Like it, it's very um, like it was it was a very emotional. It was one of the most emotional series finales I've ever seen. Okay. Uh, it was very profound and. Uh, kind of light on jokes in many ways uh, as a result, which means that, you know, it kind of was out of keeping with a lot of the earlier sort of seasons of the show. But having said that, like, it's still like, it's one of the most thoughtful uh, comedic. It, it's, it's been described as the, the smartest dumb comedy uh, ever made. And okay. it's, it's very, very good and very, very silly. And I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix in Australia. Um, all four series, so you can just binge the whole lot of them. There's only there like thirty. Four series. Uh, just four series. Yeah, yeah. Then they they oh. they're out. They're done. Uh, and they they had fairly um, truncated seasons. I think I think they only had thirteen episodes a season. Uh, so it's it's relatively easy to sort of burn through if you want to sort of binge them. Mm. Um, the 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 first series is very very good. Very, okay. very good. And the, the other, like, season two and three are, are very good as well. Uh, season four is doing a lot of work to sort of wrap everything up in time. Um, but it's also, like, there's some really good stuff in there too. So uh, highly recommended. And okay. that, that came to an end uh, this week. Uh, so, so late last week. Um, and also I finally um, uh, finished off The Witcher. I haven't finished. 
finished it yet. I'm so I'm so far behind in terms of pop culture on that one, but uh, no, yeah, finally. But I, I still because um, I had been watching it with Greg over Christmas, and then he came back to Perth and finished it, and I still have like two or three episodes. Oh to go. right, okay, yeah, so yeah. So maybe I'll try because I was taking kind of like stream of consciousness notes as I watched it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because it was so baffling, and it was. It all comes together. Uh, in did a you way that's, enjoy it though? Like, I did. I, I I thought it was a good show. I it, okay. I I liked the fact that for the most part it was throwing. I I enjoy series and and shows and and movies that are confident enough to just sort of throw you into a world and expect you to keep up. I yeah, think but it was a I, bit silly. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I love that. I love that about it. And I love that, like... The last episode I watched was with the witch having, like, crazy sex with a demon ghost or something. <laughs> a gin. And, and then, yeah, and then um, Henry Cavill saves her, and then they have crazy sex. And I was of course, like, I because of course they do. I don't understand. And also, no, he's, supposed to be, yeah. he's supposed to be, like, revolting, and people throw up at the side of him, and it, then everyone keeps having sex with him. And I'm like, well, where's the... <laughs> Where's the answer here? Or is it just a sort of you, you, you're disgusted, you're turned on by your own disgust of The Witcher? I guess. But also he's Henry Cavill. Like he's yes. built like a... It's very understandable why people would be attracted to him. He's incredibly attractive man. But don't you uh, find that there's so much exposition and so many like, here's this fantasy word, here's this other fantasy word, and now here's a train of fantasy words and locations and races and species, and I'm like, I can't keep up. Yes, but remember who you're talking to. <laughs> Good point. Good point. You are better equipped for that. Mission. Well, no, no, not that I'm better equipped. It's just, just that, that that stuff is catnip to me. Like, like my, my brain naturally latches onto that sort of thing and tries to make sense of it. Uh, Do whereas you have I, any exposure to the game? No, none. And this is the thing. I haven't played the games, and I've never read the novels. Okay. So I was going in basically cold. So a lot of it was garbage. It was just nonsense. Um, but the show kind of knows that. Like it definitely is playing around. It, it, it takes it all seriously. It's not treating it. It's not treating it flippantly. But it's definitely just sort of saying, "Hey, we're making a fun fantasy show here. So come along, come along for a ride with us." You know, and and by the end, get your kid off. Get and because of spa. because of the way that, and, and I think I think you've seen enough episodes to sort of realize that like we what we thought was happening concurrently, is actually happening sort of yes. out different. of step with each other. Yeah. Like there's different timelines happening. That all sort of converges, and you know, it, it is a very it, it's actually what I thought was a very loose structure to the ep, to the to the series has actually been very tightly plotted out. And I'm like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And going back, having that information, you're like, oh, okay, so that happened, and then that happened, and then this happened, and, and that was why this person was acting this way, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like, like it, it definitely uh, brought it all together and ended in a very satisfying way. So, okay. And I shall have to conclude as, the series. Yes, and as, as Netflix is strangely eager to point out to people uh they've definitely commissioned a second series so so the more, there's more witcher coming so that'll be good yeah but it's another year away or something yeah i mean sure like, like a show like this they probably need a bit of time uh to put that all together it looks good it, it's like a good looking show um some some stuff looks a little bit cheap sometimes but they, they i feel like they they know where to how to spend their money um there's only one or two times where stuff looks a bit like cheap and sound stagey or you know and then otherwise otherwise it looks pretty good it's yeah. and it's a good show it's a fun show 
Uh, Geralt of Rivera is, um, you know, a very fun character to spend time with. Mm. (laughs) He does his little... mm, mm. Mm. Um, But I I found it so odd to have the swearing. I know that Game of Thrones had swearing all the time. Yes. um, But then uh, this one had swearing and it seemed weirdly out of place. Like he'd have sort of fantastical creatures and then it's like, ah, get fucked. Sort of, well, I think, was... I think because everyone's talking in a very heightened fantasy way yeah, in a way that Game that's... of Thrones never did. They never did that, yeah. Um, Game of Thrones very deliberately, uh, in the show anyway, like made a deliberate choice to have everyone talk normally, mm. um, which helped it out a lot and is one of the reasons that it, it was so successful. But yeah, like everyone in this uh, show is like, oh, my lady, down the road be the, you know, strange, like, you know, yeah. crazy bog monster, and, and Geralt's like, oh, fuck. You know? yeah. <laughs> and it, it, you're right, it does, it does kind of know, but I do love, it actually kind of, it kind of sets him apart in many ways, like, like, because not everyone's doing that. He, it's, it's mostly him who's doing that, and it obviously is to set him apart from the other characters, where he's just, he's just so bored by all this crap, you know, <laughs> like, he's just trudging through life, a, a, an unstoppable Superman, uh, who can just effortlessly cut men down like grass. Yeah. Uh, you know, like just trudging through the countryside, killing monsters for, for money. Uh, it's it's very fun. Yeah. I, I, did you, did you get the song stuck in your head? The, I did. I did, yes. What is the oh, valley, valley of plenty? Of plenty. Um, what is the valley of plenty? I don't know. Is that I'm ever explained? Sure. That, that, that is not explained. I think that is uh, Jaskia taking some literary license maybe. <laughs> who is also a fun character i got a very um i got a very gallivant uh vibe yeah, from you him. know what i totally get you on that it, it was weirdly he was like the comic relief yeah slightly out of place like i don't know who he is but he seemed like like imagine a member of a boy band going okay well this is my first acting project and i've got this cool gig but i've got to keep my fan base of you know, teenage girls, but also show my cred as a proper actor. Like, I I just got that vibe from him. Mm. I don't know if he is an ex-boy band member, but I just, I don't know. That's... <laughs> yeah, no, no, he, he he has that sort of flamboyance, and obviously he's a bard, so, you know, he's meant to he's meant to be that, that sort of personality. But, yeah, like, just him singing, the fact that he was singing about what they'd just done, you know, like like the fact that he was like a goofy comic relief character, I got a very gallivant vibe. Mm. On that. It, just their their interactions, mm. uh, it was very good. So yeah, no, I thought I thought it was it was really good, much better. I, I was just sort of going into it thinking, oh, this will be fun. Like it'll be interesting. It might it might it might suck, and if it sucks, I'll stop watching. But it actually like sucked me in. I, I really like the I really like it, and I, I can't wait to see season two. There you go. So with that, that's I all on my list. It. Natalie, that, that's all the that's all of my uh, little pop culture uh, notes. Was there anything else that you wanted no, to talk about? Just that I have not been really consuming as much as I should be as a attempted <laughs> pop culture kind of person. Uh, I did watch three or four three episodes, I think, of Succession. That oh, okay. uh, yes. HBO yeah. show, very very accredited. It's it's one that the smart people on Twitter love. Yes, you know, yeah. you know, there are smart people on Twitter who love sort of yes, talking about the highbrow yes, shows I'm, that they. I'm very enjoy. aware of that. <laughs> it's one that the smart people on Twitter uh, really enjoy tweeting about. Yes. Um, 
So I thought I'll give this a go and um, I might try and watch some more episodes on the plane home and then see if I want to continue on with it. But uh, I find the plane is often a good testing ground for shows. Mm. Uh, but yes. Just to give it, else you're out? a captive audience. You can't you can't get on your phone. You can't do anything else. You've I just got to watch the show. Yeah, and and I don't. I just can't be bothered downloading. People go. I've got to download shows for the plane, and I'm like, I just want to see what's there because if I, I might actually experiment if I, just leave it up to them. Mm. You know, <laughs> I'll go in and go. All right, well, I guess I'm looking at this now. Uh, I find that useful. It forces me to. Experiment with new things. Julie. Yes, things exactly. Well, uh, we have, what, four more episodes of Doctor Who to go? We do. The countdown's and on. we will be back in the same room, hopefully, at least for a little while. Well, no, we can yes, probably potentially. make it happen, hopefully. Maybe. Maybe yes. we'll still have to do Skype. Uh, we should at least have one in the same room before I have to then go back to doing more, <laughs> more theatre stuff. Yes. Uh, oh, no, we should hopefully have two. Okay. Hopefully have two in the same. Yeah, because I'll be back next week and the week after, and then I have to do speed on Thursday night. So I might we might have to do the final two via Skype or a different night or something like that. But we can make it work, Stu. We can yeah, make it absolutely. work. Because our listeners who have stuck with us this long... <laughs> <laughs> if you if there is if, anyone yeah. still listening to yeah. this podcast please at this point, in. please tweet at at Natalie or I. I'm yeah. at Disco Stew. Natalie is at Girl Clumsy. Yes, like let us know. tweet and let us know that you listen to the whole thing because I mean I I might give you some sort of prize even if it is just my respect. <laughs> Holy crap! This is this was a long and rambling one. But fun. My goodness. Fun. Super fun. I had a great time. Been, nobody I hope, is obliged yeah. to listen to the content that we provide freely no. out of our own goodwill. Sure, absolutely. But but honestly, if someone is still listening, <laughs> well done. <laughs> and with that, we leave you yes. with a message to stop putting plastic in the oceans. And we will see you next week. Bye, fam. Bye, fam. Bye.